Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, doing a bit of a travel episode. Um, it's been a bit of a long week, a little too busy. Me and Aaron couldn't get together this week, so um, doing an episode traveling to my girl's parents. Um, got my brother-in-law here, um, Steve. Um, tell him a little bit, a little bit about yourself. Uh, Thirty-eight years old. I've been doing construction. My whole life, um, I come from a real dysfunctional, fucked up family, uh, you know, um, pretty much every other 80s baby, to be honest with you, <laughs> you know. I don't know, I was a 90s kid, um, born in 91, I didn't really even start paying attention to anything outside my bedroom until fucking 95, 96. Um. So. Oh, God, dude, 96, bro. I'm going to tell you, that's, I think that's when we had, like, Rotten, dude. That's when, like, we had, that was the boom of the AOL trend, dude. We had Rotten. We had, um, oh, God, dude, we had Faces (coughs) of Death. (coughs) Like, I, I look at it, dude. Like, I look at it now and, like, we were looking at so much fucked up shit, dude. Like, we didn't have time to be, like, over-sexualized. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, we, you know, we, we knew what it was. You know, I mean, everybody was kind of doing it, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't so mainstream. You know, like, we were looking at people getting ripped apart by horses. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, the BME Pain Olympics. Touch. Dude, Mr. Hands. Mr. Hands. I don't know what that is. Dude, so Mr. Hands was a guy that got, he died. Okay, so the guy died like two hours after this happened. But apparently he felt it was a good idea to get fucking railed by a horse. Oh. And they videotaped it. And and the horse, dude, the horse literally ripped like his whole insides apart. And the guy died like two hours later. But like, you know, we had like that. Dude, we had the one guy, one jar. Like, the one guy, one jar, dude, this guy literally sits on a pickle jar, and it and it breaks inside of him. <laughs> and, like, and, like, I mean, you know, like, that's what we had, dude, but we also came from, you know, we came from, we were right after, like, we were the, the start of the, of the parental advisory lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, um, I mean, dude, metal music has been talking about, like, the, you know, how fucked up the world has been for a long time, you know what I mean? Back in the Black Sabbath days with, like, the politicians and war and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, you know, so, like, growing up, dude, like, that's what we had. And, like, there was no warning for that, dude. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, like, like with me, like, my humor and, and like, the things that, that you know, like, dude, if you just had to kind of fucking be there, you know what I mean? To be like 16, you know, 15, 16, and you're literally watching <coughs> things like meat spin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like, <laughs> um, no fucking wonder why this whole generation's fucked up right now. We, uh, my welding teacher at, at Vokey, he. <laughs> One of the kids convinced him to go to Penn Island 
com that they'd send you a thousand free pens. <laughs> um, it's like he was like, I don't know, fucking sixty-seven or something. He <laughs> I kept bitching about people stealing his pens. So the one kid goes, "Well, why don't you go to penisland.com? They'll send you a thousand free pens." <laughs> he's like, "No, it's not. No, it's not gonna do that." Um, he's like, "No, go on." And he went on the school computer. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's a that's a that's a terrible that's a terrible setup, dude. <coughs> oh, but it's like it's crazy, dude. It's crazy to me, like the you know, like just the the generational change. And I don't even understand it, man, because like ninety percent of the parents today are are that like like we are that generation, <coughs> dude. Like we were, you know, we were fucked up, man. You know. On top of that, dude, we had we had good drugs back then too, man. We had way better drugs. Yeah. We had way, you know, we didn't. Nobody was non out. I mean, you had heroin and crack and shit, dude, but nobody was really doing that, you know. Yeah. That shit was just uh, just honestly coming out. Oxycontin didn't hit Florida. I, I want to say till about two thousand and like. One or two thousand and two. Have you seen they're coming out with a movie about that? No. How the um how big pharma fucked us. The, well the create the the company that made oxycodon or oxycodone mm-hmm. um it just basically goes how they pushed it and then with the pill farming and stuff that happened down here. Oh dude. I it was rough, dude. <coughs> For those of you that don't know, it would basically be, you would just go to a doctor, and you'd technically get your script, and they would just subscribe them to you. No, 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 no. It was easier than that. So we had what what was called pain clinics, too. Pain clinics was, was, okay, so back in, like, the 2000s, man, um, doctors, dude, used to give, we used to, we used to fake groin pulls in high school, dude, and they would give you morphine patches. Oh my god! Because, because if you know what a groin pull feels feels like, dude, yeah. it's fucking ter- it's terrible. <coughs> it's absolutely terrible. Um, you know, so they used to give us morphine patches. Well, the thing about it was, dude, once you knew how to fake a groin pull, because you can't prove it, you know what I mean. And the guy's not just gonna go up there and start poking his fingers mm. right up in your nutsack. <laughs> He's just gonna, you know, okay, no problem. So he just, get, you know, he gave us morphine patches. I mean, dude, it was literally that easy. Jeez. So when the when the pain clinics and shit came, dude, all it was was you literally walked in and you're like, man, I tried to pick up my pack of cigarettes and I couldn't. And they're like, fucking oxys. <laughs> there you go, man. See you later. Bye. And that's what it was, dude. I mean, they literally, it was like, I, what they did with oxys in, 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 in the white neighborhood is what they did with crack in the 80s in the black neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and that's the... That's the best way that I can explain it is like it was just Big Brother's way of just, you know what I mean, shifting some things, um, you know, doing their fucking setup nonsense. But that's all it was. It was bad, dude. It was fucked up. And everybody, everybody was hung. Dude, they gave me, they gave me for the flu one time. I went in there for the flu, dude. I walked out with a bottle of fucking Percocets for the flu. And I'm like, 
but it's the flu. And she's like, yeah, but you said you have pain. <laughs> no shit, it's the flu, but I, I, I didn't need a bottle of Percocets. <laughs> I mean, it was literally, dude, it was that easy. I mean, it was just that easy. <coughs> I mean, it was scary. You know, I lost a lot of a lot of people to that shit, man. That shit was bad. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I, it's, it's still fucking killing people left and right, but, you know. There's a lot of kids I went to school with that got addicted to pills. And then, dude. like, we all graduated, and then... Uh, I mean, they they wouldn't have done anything, so they fucking <clears throat> they graduate and they're just they can't afford the pills, so they start going to the heroin. And dude, my second baby mom, Dana, dude, she 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 had this this fucking plan one time, dude. She came to me, and it fucking worked out. I mean, it was like it was it was amazing to me. She found, well, I didn't know she was using at the time, but apparently, you know, her story was like, hey, I found this guy that, like, he just needed to get rid of these pills, and and so I got him. Um, we owe him, you know, I think it was like $200, but we're going to take him up to Coco, and we're going to sell him for three times what I bought him for. Okay. Because in Cocoa Beach, pills were going for like $60, $65 at the time. And this was only, I mean, this was 12 years ago. You know what I mean? I mean, we're really not that far away from all of that. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> long story short, I, I made a shit ton of money. Um, she didn't use it for anything she was supposed to. And that's how I ended up with my black Xbox. She rented me a black Xbox from, like, rent-to-own or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um... Well, I was living in Stewart at the time. I was riding a fucking bike. So the, the whole plan was like we were going to go get rid of these pills and, you know, we're going to buy a car and so on and so forth because, like, her car got repoed. <coughs> I didn't know that she was using that at the time. I had no idea. Um, and she's using the pills, you know what I mean? Um, well, she so, she so we get this money. You know, she's supposed to get a car. Um... I'm, I'm literally, I'm living in Stewart in a fucking warehouse at this point. I'm riding, I'm riding a bike back and forth to Fort Pierce, which is 40 miles. Jeez. Fucking 20 miles one way and 20 miles the other way. Yeah. Fuck. No. So I showed up, I showed up one weekend. Dude. So she, she bought this thing for me the weekend prior. Mm -hmm. So Monday through Friday, I wasn't there. Sometime between Monday and Thursday, she decided that she needed more pills. She didn't have any more money. So she sucked the drug dealer off. Well, hold on. So she traded the Xbox for the pills first. Realized by Thursday, I was coming back the next day. So she went and sucked him off, got this Xbox, sets it up and everything. Literally sets it up, puts the game in it that I had, you know what I mean? Like to the key. The only problem is that she forgot to throw out the box that it came in. So I buy a brand new Xbox Slim 360. She brings me a white Gen 1 brick fucking Xbox 360. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what, what the fuck? Like, what happened? She said, what do you mean? I said, where the fuck did my Xbox go? 
She says it's right there. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, I don't know. If you, I don't. I don't know if you understand this, but the box says it's black. I distinctly remember buying the black one. I said that thing is white. I said on top of that, there's a size difference. Like I don't know if you understand what slim means. This isn't that. Next thing you know, I hear fucking boom, 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 banging on the door. It's her sister-in-law who found out that she went and got pills without her because she's a junkie. And if you know how pill heads operate, that's how they operate. If you don't fucking share with them, they become, you know, they fucking turn on you quick, real quick. And come to find out she's out there fucking screaming, you suck them off her fuck, bro. And then all of a sudden, I, I've, I've, I heard the whole story. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that's what pills do. <laughs> that's why, that's why, I'm, that's why my, my son came out uh, fucking half blind. Fuck. <clears throat> yeah, my, my, I have a, I have a fourth kid, dude. I got, I have four kids. <clears throat> Number two, his name is Connor. He would be, I want to say he would be eight or nine. Um, he was born legally blind. Legally blind and the left side of his brain doesn't work. Or it works, but it's at a slower pace. <clears throat> Reason is, is because she used the whole time. I didn't know. Like I said, I mean, I literally, everything that I found out was like last minute. It was like, what the fuck? But yeah, that's what pills do. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fucking, dude, it was bad. But I'm, I'm telling you, I still think the government fucking, you know what I mean? There's a reason behind that, you know. I mean, at the, at the very least. Somebody gave them the green light. Dude, somebody gave them a green yeah, light. Yeah, at to the do very that. least, it wasn't, it wasn't, nothing was done to, to go. Nobody stepped in the way of it. They just kind of. I said, dude, somebody gave him the green light. Because how do you not? How do you not, dude? I mean, you literally had to change the pill mid-game so people couldn't snort it anymore. Um, you had <clears throat> If you have to change the rules of the game mid-game, you're, you're playing it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you fucked up somewhere. You know? And, and that's not like... And somebody had to give the green light, dude. Somebody had to have been like, you know what? That's okay. Like... I, I mean, somebody, dude, ATF, DEA, I mean, somebody somewhere had to say, I mean, fuck, man, we know all these kids are snorting it, so, uh, you know what, just keep it on the street, just, we'll just make it so they can't snort it anymore, you know, they can still eat it, it'd be fine, but, you know, they just won't have jello up their <clears> fucking <throat> nose, you know, it's just fucking stupidest thing, so then they find out that if you cut it with, like, lemon juice, it doesn't fucking do it, so now you can shoot it. Yeah, I also found out you can smoke crack with lemon juice. You what? can shoot it. What? Yeah, you can you can take crack in a spoon and and with like put like lemon juice in it, and it'll literally make it like so you can shoot it up. Yeah, do people shoot crack? I had no idea. Fuck. I had me. no idea. <clears throat> That's a thing, dude. That's a thing. People can do that. It's fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> You know? No, it's fucking crazy. The whole drug game is fucking nuts, dude. I'm 
so mind blown by it all because it's like, dude, I mean, all we did was like acid. Bro, the fentanyl is ridiculous. Dude, so in Fort Pierce, the Fort Pierce Police Department, dude, just did a bust and they busted like three pounds of weed um, cut with fentanyl. Dude, they're fucking sprinkling fentanyl and fucking street weed. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you... I mean, what the fuck? <clears throat> you know? And like you said, I mean, at what fucking point, dude, does, like, somebody just finally step in and just say, you know what I mean? Because, like, somebody's got to be making fentanyl. Like, they, they're they not... Being, I, I don't know. I, I'd imagine it'd be pretty hard to kind of, like, buy it from China and just have it shipped here. Um, they can just walk it across the southern border. Yeah, well, that's because half of our southern border has fucking logs as a wall. I mean... Did you see... Have you seen the the refugee camp that's going up on the border of Texas? Yeah, dude, there's like 10,000 people in there. Uh-huh. And, they it's, did and it's getting bigger. They did a two-week FAA ban because people were flying drones. Yeah, and they were showing them, dude, and they are trying to hide it. Yeah. Oh, it's like it grew to like 10,000 in like two days. Dude, that's the biggest problem, man, with the media right now, dude, is, you know what, and, and I don't know where it took a turn, but I, I will tell you that I can remember watching the Bush-Gore election, um, you know, and, and they had a lot of, um, you know, what they considered voting fraud, and, and dude, it was so transparent, um, no media outlet ever, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't, like, favoriting one or the other. I mean, they literally just laid it all out there. And they're like, look, this is what's going on here. This is what's going on here. If somebody was corrupt and they found out, it was like, yo, we found this. I mean, there was, it was very transparent. Um, and it changed somewhere down the line. Um, you know, and, and I don't know when, you know, I don't know if it was, um, you know, if it, you know, because it's changed hands so many times. I mean, dude, there's so many people that just have owned one network or another network or, you know, um, but they don't have the transparency anymore. And, you know, as, as far as the American people are concerned, man, like nobody, you know, you don't know what's real or what's not real. You I know? think that's the most fucked up part because it's... <clears throat> I mean, the, there's two different narratives. There's literally two different countries going on, and both of them claim a, an opposing thought <clears throat> to, like, a fundamental level of their beings. And, I mean, there's there's certain... Well, so here's the thing. You know what I mean? Here's the here's the biggest part as, like, as far as people are concerned. Look, man, if, if if we're having a discussion and we have opposing opinions, what what we need to do is we need to say, okay, let's let's do some research, man. Let's do some research. Let's the, I you know I think the problem is like if you take a, an issue like just one issue like abortion, there are people in this country that believe it's a hundred percent murder no matter, like, after the, the, the moment of conception, they assume it's murdering a baby. And then you have people that are literally willing to abort a baby after it's <clears throat> been born. Okay, so here's, here's, my, here's my biggest thing. Uh, I'm, I, listen, man, I am pro-life all the fucking way, man. At, you know what I mean? And it's you. It's your body. You do what the fuck you want with it, man. 
My my biggest qualm with it, man, is is is, is like my my two biggest qualms with it is is at what point do we draw a line? You, you know what I mean? At, because we have to. Because if we're not gonna consider aborting a baby at at nine months, murder, then what is the difference between somebody walking up to another person and just shooting them cold dead on the street? In reality, in reality, yeah. that's just what. What is the difference? I mean, there there has to be a line drawn, and and whether if that line is six weeks, then six weeks it is. You know what I mean? I think Texas went <clears throat> ten weeks. I I think I think the first trimester should be like you know what I mean. Within that first trimester, you should you should you should have enough information. I think if they if 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 you were to get if you want an abortion, just like when you have a child, you, they make you go to a child class. Mm -hmm. They should make you go to an abortion class. Mm -hmm. They should make you go understand everything that's going on. Well, it's part of it is if you do want to go through with it, you have to get an ultrasound, and they want you to look at the mm -hmm. picture of the ultrasound. No, no, no. I want, I want, you know, because ultimately, listen, man, at the end of the day, people that have abortions pay an ultimate price. Yeah, they, that takes know, a part of you. You know what I mean? And listen, so I'm, I'm fine with it. But I want you to know at all the information that, that's going on in your decision. <clears throat> the other thing is, is I don't feel, I don't feel like it should come out of taxpayer money. Mm -mm. Because what is happening now is it, it's becoming so free. Abortion is just because, you know, that, that <clears throat> there's no consequences to actions. Well, yes, at, I love my kids to death. Well, because and, at you know, what point does it become go the government funded? <clears throat> so the the government is paying <clears throat> to murder its own citizens. So here again, you know, may, maybe we we handle like drug dealers, man. First time's free. After that, you got to pay for it. You know what I mean? Like like we give you one free shot. You get one one free one on us. You know what I mean? Government will handle it. Outside oh. of that, it's on you. It's, it's not even so much arguing the issue anymore because there's people that are so convinced on both of the furthest ends of the spectrum. Well, and like, like I said, it's they're listen, never gonna and reconcile and, those differences. Well, I'll tell you something. I can meet in the middle. If 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 at nine months pregnancy, there's something wrong with the baby, and you have to do it in order for the mother to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know what I mean? There's always going to be instances. But like I think but like you can't I don't feel like you should be able to to, to see if your kid's going to be retarded coming out and then just say no, I don't want it. Finland does that. You're required by yeah. law if they have if right. autism is found, a sign of autism, uh you're required by law to abort the baby. Yeah. Do you know why? That because they're still under the Nazi ideal idealism. The, the perfect fucking race, dude. Here again, dude, listen, man. That's a part of who we are as people. Whether we're mentally fucking, you know what I mean, autistic. Dude, I've met some really cool autistic people. I had an autistic kid in my neighborhood, dude, growing up. Dude, <laughs> the kid was dumber than a box of fucking rocks, bro. I'm not going to tell you, you know what I mean? And, and what I mean by that, dude, is he was... I was 10, he was like 13... But he still was like five. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he would sit outside and he'd play with fucking, you know, little matchbox cars. And But he used to do, he used to do one thing. This motherfucker, I'm going to tell you something, dude. He had, this is the first dick I had, I'd ever seen in my life outside of my own. I hadn't even seen my dad's, you know what I mean? That, like, I didn't, like, catch a peek at it by that age. Dude, this motherfucker used to come outside and he would helicopter in his driveway. Dude, he put headphones on and he would literally just, and he would just fucking groove to the wind, dude. He groove, he grooved enough to the wind, dude, that the, that the police used to come. <laughs> and 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 just ask him to put his clothes back on you know what i mean and, and most of the time dude they didn't even fuck with him dude because he didn't bother anybody but he was just he was just loving life dude <laughs> i was working um i was working for a landscape company cutting lawns and there was this one uh like apartment building there were like six apartments and the one kid that lived on the front lower uh, unit was just him and his mom and he was slightly retarded. Um, uh, He would, bro, he would just, his mom would open the door and leave the screen glass, it was a glass door, um, and let him stand there and just watch us cut the lawn because I guess he was interested but he would just stand there and just Rub his dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> I never told you the story about the, the fucking the, the the. I don't know what he had, but I would definitely say that he was he was mentally incapable of taking care of himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not sure what he you know, and I don't know the proper terminology nowadays for that. You know, so I'm just gonna we're gonna just roll with that. <laughs> I'm doing gutters on the house, dude. This motherfucker comes outside, bro. Butt booty ass naked. Oh, no. Bro. <laughs> running, bro, running. And as he's running, dude, he's running and he's grabbing all of my shit, dude. And he's running on the other side of the house with it. The Basically, fuck? he's trying to play a game with me. I'm not trying to play with no butt booty ass naked fucking, you know what I mean? Uh-uh. So his mom comes out and his mom's like... I'm so sorry. She's like, Jeffrey, get in the fucking house. She's screaming at him, dude. He's fucking, dude, he's over there. He's got the downspout, dude, around his junk, bro. And he's just fucking, he's laughing, dude. And he's like, he's like, come chase me, come chase me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do it, dude. Like, this is not going to happen. Bro, it was the fucking. Not good on YouTube. Chasing the naked guy. Dude, I'm telling you, I lived, dude, I lived, I spent a half an hour, dude, just completely baffled, dude. I had to call my boss, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? I, like, I had to tell somebody. I was like, dude, I don't even understand what the fuck just happened. Dude. Uh, dude, he's naked. And, dude, I'm... my shit. Like, dude, I didn't even want to touch the elbow, bro. Like, he, he, he dropped his nuts all over it, dude. He was rubbing his douche on it. Like, dude, he oh, was... And he was just laughing, bro. He just he wanted to play fucking tag with me, dude. But he just he didn't know how to he didn't know how to ask nicely, <laughs> you know. But I mean, dude. I, but guess what, man? But that's all like like that's who we are. You know what I mean? Like like that's you know we're all like one kind of people, man. And like you know, as annoying as it was, dude. If I made that kid happy for, you know what I mean, fucking three more hours, dude, uh, you know, being who he is, what the fuck, man? You know, I mean, 
there's always fucking minor minor inconveniences, dude. You know what I mean? You just make the fucking best of them. You know. But you know what the fuck, dude? I, you know, I, to me that's like genocide, dude. That's like fucking. That's like Nazism, dude. It's like, you know what I mean? Create the perfect race, man. If that motherfucker ain't blonde hair, blue eyes, kill him. Bam, done. That's not okay, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if for them it is, fuck it, dude. Let them. You know what I mean? I think that, yeah. I don't think we have any business over in the fucking foreign affairs. Listen, man, if you're not trying to bomb us, fuck it, dude. We don't need to be anywhere near you. Well, it was like, it was like, can, we either need to get the fuck out or go all in because what this this tiptoeing shit isn't doing us any good. Well, well, because Uncle Joe's Uncle Joe's got a lot of things going on right now, dude. I mean, China's getting ready to take Taiwan back. That's going to hurt us a, 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 a whole lot economically. Russia's trying to take Ukraine back. Oh, yeah, they want that. That shit bad. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> What's in Ukraine that they're trying to hide? Because I'm going to tell you something. Russia's not going in there for the oil or anything else, dude. Russia's going in there because the minute they get the, the fucking Hunter Biden shit, dude, it's gonna, they're going to air it. And they're not going to give a fuck about it. Mm. Hunter Biden is actually has been on trial in Ukraine, dude. They had a whole trial on Hunter Biden in in Ukraine. Burisma. Yeah, they had a yeah. whole. I mean, they had, and they found everybody in Burisma guilty. What well, was that new prosecutor? But why did that not ever come over here? That like, well, for the same reason that they <laughs> they shut down the entire story of his fucking laptop. So you know what he's doing now. He's selling hundred and fifty thousand dollars fucking paintings, dude. Million dollar paintings. He's up. He's an artist now. Mm. Yeah, I'm selling off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he just wrote a book. You know, he's selling paintings. He's now a painter. Doing painting things. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm, I'm telling you. Just smoking the Parmesan. Yeah, just you know. Got pictures of him with fourteen-year-old girls. Nobody gives a shit. You know, like, but I tell you what, goddamn it, if you show up to a football game without a mask on, you fucking piece of shit. You've seen all the college games where they're just <sighs> chanting, "Fuck Joe Biden." <sighs> what did you see? All the linemen, dude, and and um, and Louisiana. All the guys trying to trying to you know um, he went to you know see what um, what the hurricane just did mm -hmm. um, you know he went down to to see the damage and all the road workers bro turned their backs on him dude they all literally just stood like this just fucking you know what I mean arms crossed and staring at their trucks and shit dude like that I mean they stopped working like they made them stop they wouldn't have stopped working them guys would have just kept working right through it as if like it was just me or you passing by mm -hmm. you know I mean that's just. It, it's just it's absolutely crazy to me dude you know what I mean I mean I, I mean they, they could have at least gave us fucking you know save the clock tower fucking Sanders dude you know what I mean at least he's competent enough to do something I I listen I don't I don't agree with him at all but I'm gonna tell you something if they were gonna rig this motherfucker any other way dude they should have at least put him in dude because at least The problem was, fucking Clinton felt like it was her turn. She wasn't taking no for an answer. They, 
snatched the primary out of this man's hand. I know two they did. years in a row. I know they did, did it with Hillary, and then did it with Biden, and then just took his money and 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 bowed out. And I'm telling you, dude, I I would have I would have you know I did put Joe Jorgensen in. You know what I mean? I mean, what the fuck, dude? At least Joe Jorgensen would have gave us crack. I liked Tulsi Gabbard. You know, you know who, I, I'm going to tell you something, dude, you want to know who probably would have been a really good president, dude, um, would have been fucking Gary Johnson. He wasn't really relevant when I started, like, until, or, he was relevant, but I didn't really start getting into politics until after he wasn't relevant any longer. Here's the problem, dude. So the last actual independent that that was nationally televised at the debates and everything else you will never see a third party at any of these debates you mm -hmm. never will because what they did was they took they took the, the fucking price of it and they jacked it way the fuck up there dude so that these little people couldn't ever be a part of <clears throat> but gary johnson gary johnson is is i think he's the Utah or Colorado he was the senator for or or you know yeah he was the senator for I believe um new fucking state was doing great I mean he's you know he legalized marijuana for the recreational I mean you know he literally and he turned everything around in that state dude and that state's been doing fucking great mean to tell me that if we you know I'm still a firm believer dude that if we if we literally federally legalized marijuana they would get enough money from from everything, dude, from everything that uh, you you could you could have the money to fix everything. Dude, we would have the money to fix everything. Do you know how much money Colorado brings in a year on fucking marijuana alone? Dude, it's in the billions. Well, I don't I don't why would you limit it to marijuana? I mean it's we're all adults. Why are we telling anyone what they can and can't put in their body? Okay, so here again, this is one of those things. Where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line? Do you draw the line at, at an age? Do you draw the line at certain drugs? I mean, how do you, you know, so is it going to be okay for me to go into a corner store and buy, and buy a fucking glass dick and crack? I mean... <laughs> Here again, are you going to be okay with your kid buying a glass stick and smoking crack? Because it's literally right there in the fucking store. And don't tell me that you can't get a hold of it, dude, because you were underage getting beer, weed, all kinds of other shit. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, dude. There's, there'll be some asshole and they're tweaked out of his fucking mind going, man, I can just need one more hit. And all it takes is your 10-year-old to be like, hey, man, I got 20 bucks, dude. Get me one. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Now he's smoking crack. Oh. This is, you know, I agree with you. You know what I mean? I, I definitely agree with you. But you have to be able to put some kind of regulation on drugs that we know are, are highly addictive and very, um, very combative to any kind of life skills. Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? If if somebody wants to do like mushrooms once in a while, that's fine. Just don't operate heavy machinery. That's all we ask. Yeah. You want to do acid, you know, 
more nature type drugs I'm okay with, you know what I mean? But if you literally have to manufacture it, dude, to a point, and, and we know that it's out here killing people, do we just let that run free? Or, or do, do we take that secret government poppy seed money, get rid of it completely, stop the heroin trade coming into the country, and, 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 and we regulate. Well, the problem is heroin used correctly is perfectly fine. That you, it's a, a great pain reliever. But when it's... Okay, so let me ask you something. Have you ever known a heroin addict that used heroin correctly? No. That's because it's criminalized. If you decriminalize it, you give them a clinic that they can go into... Dude, I'm gonna tell you something, buddy. You're you're completely disconnected, but I know where you come from, dude. I, I know that you've been in Philly. Those people aren't. If you legalize it, dude, that's not gonna stop them from sitting underneath the L train, looking like they're fucking sleeping while they're standing up. That's not gonna stop that. That's just that kind you of a drug. You don't think they'd be more willing to go to like a clinic where they can just kind of hang out? And, and nothing's going to change, though. They're literally going to, they're still going to steal. The, 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 that. Here's the problem, is is if you can get that. I mean, if, if the bare minimum, if at that point, they're like, they need that to get through the day. If. Okay, there are drugs that we know are highly addictive. Mm -hmm. We know this. Heroin. Is absolutely one of them. Methamphetamines, we we absolutely know that it's a highly addictive drug. We we know it. Mm -hmm. Crack, cocaine, same thing. We Amphetamines, highly, you know, all of those things. So if we know that they're they're if we know that they're highly addictive, even if you legalize it, you're still going to have overdoses. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have all of these things. This is, here's, here's my standpoint on it. If we take a, okay, so a lot of people have stopped using heroin in recreational marijuana states. Mm -hmm. They just have, you know, now whether it's switching one habit for another or, you know, them getting clean, whatever you want to call it is, you know, but it's a proven fact that that's, that has happened. You know what I mean? It just has happened. So what that tells me is that people weren't very happy doing heroin. It's just all they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. Heroin addicts, that's just kind of all they know how to do. You know what I mean? Is, is get used, find, um, do whatever you need to do to get more. To where we know that marijuana is not like that. We know, we know that marijuana is not one of those things where you go out and you smoke it and you're like, man, I'm going to go fucking rob a bunch of people. And, you know, it's, we just know that that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, we go rob them snacks. So here's the biggest thing, dude, is if you take the government out of the equation, your heroin trade is already is done, mm -hmm. is done. You know what I mean? And that's one, one of the biggest reasons of why a lot of our U.S. military were happy to be out of Afghanistan because they no longer had to sit in front of the poppy fields. <laughs> I mean, you know, Vietnam, same thing. Why, you know... <sighs> 
we don't go places for no reason. We just mm-hmm. don't. No. They don't never tell us the real reason, but we don't go there for just no reason. We don't just sit and invade places for just no reason. We just don't do it. Um, you know, after we had had, after we had Os- Osama bin Laden, once we killed him, we should have just been like, okay, guys, see you later, bye. Like, we got who we needed, you know what I mean, we're good. And, and giving them some money to rebuild and let them figure it out from there. We should have never stayed for the next 20 years. We should have never done, you know what I mean? We just should have never done it. But we did it for two reasons, man. Oil and fucking poppy seeds. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. So, your war on drugs is literally your government fighting your government. It's just, that's what the war on drugs is. So, if you take them out of the equation and you literally recreationalize mushrooms... Because we can dose them. Mm-hmm. We can dose mushrooms. You know what I mean? You can get 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams. You can dose them. Um, you know, we get involved in MDMA. MDMA, when it first started, was a, was a, it was a um, marriage counseling drug mm-hmm. in Sweden in the 70s. And what would happen is a man and a wife would sit down and they would take it and they would work out all their problems. And never once yelled or screamed and got mad. And nine times out of ten, they ended up fucking half the night. And then they woke up the next day loving life again. You know, for, you know, since the dawn of, of man, they've been using jimson weed. They've been using peyote. You know, there are things that I'm sure that microdose, you know, things like that. The Indians smoked peyote. They mm. smoked it all the time. But they never smoked it to a point that it was like, you know, they weren't just sitting out there all the time smoking fucking peyote. Mm. They only did it for, like, um, spiritual paths, you know, things like that. They, they believed it brought them closer to nature, um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, so there are things that, like, nature has given us. So, I, I, you know, if we have to chemically make it, if we have to literally take something and, and add a bunch of shit to it to turn it into something else, I don't think we necessarily need to be involved in it. I just don't. You know what I mean? Because we're chemically manufacturing something mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So you never know what you're going to get. You know, you, you have you had a huge epidemic that went on up north with the, her- with the heroin mixed with the fentanyl. Uh, yeah, I had... I had- Four people in my graduating class that died in the same week, same batch. You know what I mean? And and so this is, <clears throat> this is what I'm saying. So my first my first year down here in 2016, my hometown, Williamstown, was voted the number the heroin overdose capital of the country. They based it on um, um and here again. So how many people, how many people, if you regulate that, like me or you, I, I can tell you, at least at my age, dude, I'm, I've never shot heroin. I don't, I don't I'm never going to plan on it. Yeah, no, I just, no. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've done, I've done some methamphetamines a couple times. I don't want to, I don't want to turn it, I don't want to turn into a zombie with the possibility of dying. Well, okay, so here again, what do you think is going to happen if you fucking legalize that i'm not saying we have to go that far but like i just meant 
why keep it short of weed? Psilocybin microdosing has no. It's what I'm saying. Incredible effects on PTSD. If okay, so so in my mind, what's been proven is that anything that comes naturally from the ground is 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 it's habit forming, but it's not addictive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just doesn't have the same addictive you know tendencies. You know, meaning that like if I don't smoke a joint in a day my fucking knees don't hurt you know what I mean like I mean they do from work but it's not like because I, I've been taking drugs that you know basically aid in your fucking knees you know mm-hmm. um, your pain and shit like that um, you know if if I do mushrooms I go on a really bad trip you know what I mean if I do too much don't eat 7 grams don't no. ever eat 7 grams that's a lot 5 is like you know what I mean? But seven, seven when I ate the last time. Just no good. Fucking lot. Bro, it was rough. Um, you know, but things that come naturally, dude, aren't, they're habit forming, but they're not as addictive. You know what I mean? Like, you're not like, you know, so, so, you know, we have a lot of things to like, you know, that we should be researching in. Like you said, dude, gym some weed. Um, you know, you have, um, you know, you have peyote, you have um, mushrooms, um, you know, there, there's different, there's different forms of, um, you know, you got, you got weed, you got, you know, and, and I'm sure that there's a whole lot more that we don't know about because the world is completely, uh, you know, un, unexplored, you know what I mean? I'm sure that there's some fucking bush people in Africa partying the fuck up on some, you know, on some tree leaf shit that we have no idea about. You know, but it's just um, like um, Doug Stanhope's. You know, he he talks about it, and he's and you know he's a firm believer of my body, my choice. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. If I think if I want to smoke crack, I should be able to smoke crack. And I agree with it. You know what I mean? But like, unless you can regulate it to a point that like you don't have to worry about turning an entire generation into a high. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's just because, like I said, dude, these drugs have been known to be highly addictive. Um, so does that mean we ban certain food because it shows that you'll get high cholesterol, possible heart disease? Well, if we're going to start regulating people medically, are we going to start medic or are we going to start? Well, no, because it wouldn't be medically. You would just not have heroin. You would just not offer heroin on the menu. That's all. You would just be like, you don't get heroin. You know, instead have some mushrooms. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all. That's all you would do. Is You, you know what I mean? You know, um, so... I'll put it to you this way, dude. Majority of majority of heroin addicts come from households of trauma. Um, you know, whether it be shitty parents or you know, um, uh, you know, shitty neighborhoods, bad friends. You know, whatever. At some point in their life, most of them didn't feel accepted. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel okay with themselves. They did it. They felt everything they they ever wanted to feel. And then you spend the rest of your life chasing that feeling again. You know what I mean? So why couldn't you give them a way to 
maybe work on that trauma to make them not necessarily think that you know what I mean and and you do it through you do it through microdosing you know you do it through you through sitting down smoking a joint having a conversation you know you you, you do it through a one-on-one connection you, you know what I mean and and so you know so maybe a clinic where they can go in and talk to a specialist and maybe talk and, about weaning them down because you can't just about, get off that shit well, at a certain point if you're doing enough a day and, if you don't have it you're going to die from withdrawal and I'm not against I'm not against some form of pain medication I'm not but it needs you know what I mean so like if if, if they want to make a regulation that you know exactly what you're getting in that thing mm-hmm. and, and you want to put a doctor's note behind it I'll be okay with that. I will be okay with that. You know what I mean? But, you know, you're not just going to be able to just openly regulate it to say, man, you can buy it in a corner store, dude, because some asshole in a bathtub is going to, you know, try to make something and sell it. No, it's got to be behind certain, like, you're not going to let people, I mean, it's not, you're not letting kids walk into bars and buy stuff. I mean, it, it happens, but... Well, I mean, most of most countries are legal ages, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't even think Mexico has a legal age, dude. I don't think Ireland. I think Ireland's like a 10 or 11. I went to school with this kid from Greece, and his his parents would joke that if you could see over the bar to order, you could drink. That's, no, that's pretty much the uh, truth in most of those places, man, because alcohol isn't, you know what I mean? Oh, no. Um, it's young not, kids are having wine with dinner. It's just kind of a normal thing. Yeah. You know, I think we but it, keep it from them too much. We don't introduce them to it till when they get to a certain point. It's like it has to be all about that. Kids, high school age. I mean, it's right. No, I, I well, partying becomes their mentality. I don't know. I, I started doing drugs at 10. My first drug was acid. Fuck, at 10? Paper. Yeah. So, okay, so I, dude, uh, so my my grandmother, dude, was a narcissist, 120 fucking percent. And she she was a victim in everything that she did. You know what I mean? She just literally, she was a victim. And, well, she had five kids. Out of the five kids, only one stayed. Like, literally, like, nested right up on under her. Uh-huh. That was my uncle. My uncle was... My uncle had some fucking, you know, some... some, some he went through some shit, dude. Because she was, she was married to... She was married to a guy named fucking Bob back in the 70s. And, and he was known as Cadillac Bob. That's always a good name. Well, the reason why is because... Back in the seventies, you could get titles for cars in like Tennessee or Kentucky, um, or Alabama, maybe one of those three states. But you could get them for just giving the VIN number and the fucking, you know what I mean. And you had a title for the car. So he used to boost cars down here, drive them up there, get the title for them, drive them back. (laughs) 
and now mind you that you know it's it's registered down here and it's registered up there so by the time they would figure anything out dude the car would be fucking you know what I mean the car would just be gone mm -hmm. um, the cars usually always ended up in a rock quarry that was down in Fort Lauderdale well Cadillac Bob wasn't very nice you know he was one of them drinking guys and when he got to drinking he wasn't very nice and he put he put her through a fucking coffee table on Christmas my grandmother and my uncle took a pool stick and fucking hit him with it, dude. His fucking brand new pool stick he literally just got for Christmas. Like, he literally just opened it. And then and he broke uncles? it. Yeah, my uncle literally just got a pool stick. Uh -huh. Like, he, he, he played pool down at the bar with, with them and shit like that. And he was really good at playing pool, so they got him a pool stick and... So he literally broke it on fucking... Just didn't even think, just hit him. Yeah, no, he... he you hit my mother, you're right. dying. So he, he fucking hit him in the head. He, he broke the pool stick, dude. The fucking Bob got up and beat the fucking shit out of him, dude. Beat the fucking what? shit out of him, yeah. And um, the cops got called and so on, you know. So that was the end of that, dude. But but from that point on, my uncle my uncle had a, had a real fucking uh, a history of violence, dude. And like... I'm not going to tell you that he didn't deserve every ass whipping that he got because I, I really don't know. <sighs> like, the, the best way that I can explain it to you, dude, is they lived in a trailer park. And my uncle was like 16 or, or 15 or 16. And he, and he fucking stole all the change. He stole all the fucking quarters out of the fucking, out of the, out of the laundry machines. Oh, so the fucking he was like picking it up around the house. No, 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 oh. no. He was boosting the fucking coins out of the fucking laundry machine, dude. He was literally just breaking the fucking locks and pulling out and you know getting all the quarters. So the fucking <laughs> so the trailer park manager realizes what's going on and fucking calls the cops, dude. The cops show up. They push my uncle up against the fence, dude, and they proceeded to beat the fucking shit out of him, dude. They literally beat him half to death in the fucking thing, and then they told him to get his fucking ass home. And you, and you know what happened? Nothing. Dude, nothing. Nothing. Because my fucking grandmother was, was fucking, she, she was, at that point in time, she was starting to, um, she was starting a, a career in family, like, she started a career in family counseling, like, right after that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but just never, just never, like, the cops never, you know. And that was literally, like, the rest of my uncle's life, dude. I literally, dude, my, I saw my uncle pick up a gay guy, dude, and fucking choke, he literally choke slammed the shit out of him, dude, at a bar. Because he looked at him. He thought the guy was undressing him with his eyes, dude. Like, he was that kind of a drunk. Dude, he beat the shit out of me one time, dude. I was 16. I got caught smoking in my fucking room, and, um... Oh, you told me this. And, dude, so... He got a phone call that morning at like 4.30, dude. My, my fucking grandmother woke him up, dude, and he fucking came to my house. He jumped on my bed. He fucking pinned me down, dude, and he beat the fucking shit out of me. And, uh, you know, I, and she tried doing it with me, dude, and, and, you know, it took me a long time, man, but, like, she, it was because she didn't want to die. She didn't want to die alone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she just did not, and because she was going to, because she like none of her fucking kids wanted her. Like none of her kids wanted anything to fucking. You know, they only did it because she would fucking bother them, dude. So my uncle, I have I have three uncles and 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 um, two. I have three uncles and one aunt um, because my biological mom is is one of her kids. Um, 
one of my brothers, so the, my uncle that I just told you about, um, I think it's right, I don't know, what's, um, so when it gets to, um, alright, um, so, the one uncle I was just telling you about, he, his brother, dude, all, th all three, um, them two and my mom, dude, are fucking identical, because they, they, they come from the same dad. But them two growing up, dude, you could never really tell the difference between them. And, um, because you could never tell the difference between them, dude. My uncle, my uncle Steve, who I'm actually named after, um, he was in the fucking, he was in the Marines. Um, and he was in the bombing of Beirut. And, uh, dude, he got fucking, he got exiled from the family, dude, because he bought his wife a minivan before, and my grandmother needed a washer. Yeah, her fucking washing machine was broke, so she fucking exiled him from the family because he fucking bought a minivan for his wife and kids because they were driving in some, like, piece of shit car. And, like, he had a, he got a really good deal on this van, so he, like, had to get it. You know what I mean? Like, that's who she was. She was, like, a, as, a, as a person. Yeah, no, it's it's fucked up, dude. It was, you dude, know. Rent a center. You get one for, like, $30 a month. Couldn't do it back then. This was back in, like, the 80s. Oh. This was back in, like, 86, 87. You know. I mean, there were appliance stores. Yeah, no. Well, she needed the money for it. Dude. She didn't uh. have the money. And so she asked him for the money. And he was like, well, no, because I, I just bought this minivan. Did like, she work? Oh, yeah. Where did all the money go? I, dude, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you. Here, here's the thing, dude. I was, I was literally, I was there Monday through Friday, and she would drop me off. You know, my my fucking dad would come get me on on either Friday night or Saturday morning, and she would just go off and do her own thing. She she would go down the keys. She'd you know, mm -hmm. she would find new boyfriends. She'd find new husbands. So she was married. So we, I counted, dude, she was married like 37 times. That's a lot. Yeah, like legit. Dude, at one point I had a black stepdad. Yeah, back in the 80s, dude, coolest motherfucker, bro. That's And he's the reason why I got into, like, he was the influence behind, like, my hip-hop, like, growing up, like, Black Sheep and, mm -hmm. and Tribe Called Quest and... You know all of the all of the, the Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick. I mean, that was the shit we listened to. You know what I mean? Like me and him. And um, dude, he was he was. I'm telling you, he was like a he was like an old pimp from Georgia or something like that. Dude, he was cool as shit, man. His name was Jody. And I'm gonna tell you something. He treated me better than most of any other uh, of the white guys that came through. Like, dude, she. So she, she, I, I remember this one, dude. She was married to a guy named Dan, and fucking Dan was a was a Star Wars nerd, dude. And he put a bunch of shit up on her shelf one time, dude. And she came home and she looked at him. And they had only been married like three or four days. Oh man! And she literally looked at this fucking shelf, dude. And she said, "You need to take all that shit and get the fuck out of my house. I'm not having any of that, dude." And that was it, dude. <laughs> on day five, they were fucking divorced. Yeah, no, she didn't give a fuck about any of that, dude. She was. No, she was brutal, dude. She, she fucking, one guy, dude, she fucking, she, um, she divorced him because she, she wanted to go to the Keys and he said no. He didn't want to go. And she said, that's fine, I'm going. By the time I get back, all your shit needs to be out of the fucking house. And she literally got in her car and left, went down the Keys. Huh? Yeah, no, that's what.
Dude, she she was married to a guy named Tom, dude, and Tom, I forget his last name, dude. He was cool as shit, man. He was a car guy, dude. He built, um, or he helped build two of the cars for the Fast and Furious. Um, I think it was the fucking Miami one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he helped build the, the two at the end, the fucking GTO and the Charger. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that they win from the, the fucking Hans and Franz or whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, dude, he got paid a lot of money for those, dude, and, um, so, well, I guess, I don't know if they're necessarily the ones from the, the shooting, but, I don't know which one that it was, they model them at, uh, Universal Studios, so, so, probably just mass reproductions, but, so, so, Tom helps build these things, dude, he gets paid a huge lump sum of money, dude, my mom marries him. They end up splitting for some reason, dude, and, and I'm pretty sure it's because he wanted to still build cars, and she was she wants to go fucking party, mm-hmm. and so they end up splitting, dude. He ends up winning the lotto, <laughs> and he wins like, dude, he won like ten mil or something like that, dude. It was it was it was a large amount, and uh, dude, he fucking died two days later from a fucking heart attack. Bro, it was the craziest fucking shit I ever heard. Yeah, he said it. Huh? Fucking doing lines? No. No? No, he's just old age, dude. Fuck. You know, he had been sober. He was sober like 30, 34, 35 years, dude, at that time. Yeah, no, he was just he was just a car guy, dude. He was just out there working on a car and just fucking keeled over and died. Like, that was it. And nobody was there to fucking, you know, nobody <laughs> found him. Dude. Yeah. No, that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, and like his, like he was going like the next day to fucking go, 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 fucking turn his money in. <laughs> fucking stupid. I couldn't imagine. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yeah, my uncle, dude. So, my uncle used to party like that, dude. Back when I was, you know, I was young as shit, dude. My uncle used to used to smoke crack, dude, and put me in the back of a Nissan fucking. Uh, uh, Nissan, um, oh my god, dude, it was their old fucking hard body truck from the 80s, dude. Um, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like the Toyota T1000, dude, but it was a Nissan. It, it was, um, well, it's called a Nissan hard body. Was it? I don't, I don't remember the, I, yeah, but it had, it had another, another thing to it. I don't know, so I, I can't remember what it was. Well, it was, um, I love those trucks because they had the same motor as the 240s. Yes. So it was, but that motor was a single overhead cam, and the 240s was a dual overhead cam. But you could enter, you could swap out the cams, and you could just put. And then uh, a lot of people like the turbo, the 2.4. So there were a couple guys in the drift scene that slammed those things to the ground and put a fucking turbo. Uh, we used to slam them and do lowriders, dude. <clears throat> you know, that, uh, my first lowrider, dude, was a Mitsubishi Mighty Max, dude, in 1987, dude. That thing was badass, dude. What was nice about those trucks, dude, for lowering is, was like, you literally, dude, you just take off the fucking blocks, dude, and drop the body right on the frame, and you're, you're fucking, you just lost, like, four inches, you know what I mean? It was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, so my uncle, dude, that's, you know, that's... 
so he used to put me in the back of this truck, dude, and smoke crack, and he used to he used to drive around fucking town, dude, drifting and fucking you know in the truck, dude. It was a it was a five speed fucking auto, you know manual, mm -hmm. and so he you know he beat me around like this, you know, swerving it back and forth and shit, breaking it breaking the back end, dude, higher than shit, dude. I'm in the back of the truck just loving life, dude, like the little pig from the fucking Wii commercial, <laughs> just you wee, know, wee, wee. Right. I had no idea, dude. I had no idea, you know. So then he ends up getting clean, and then he realizes that he can drink in church, you know what I mean? And then he, you know, then he starts dabbling a little bit here and there, you know. And acid was one of them, dude. And I remember watching them all one night, and they were all fucking laughing and having fun. And I was over there for the weekend, and I was like, I want to laugh and have fun, too. And I fucking took it. How did that go? <sighs> that was a really weird time in my life, dude. Um... Now, mind you, I was 10, so the year before, I just found out that I was adopted. My grandparents on my father's side, which was the only connection that I had to them, had just died. Like, they literally died, I think it was like a week and a half after my ninth birthday, dude. And they died, they died four hours apart. Oh, my God. So, my, my grandfather... On uh, my dad's side, used to get up every morning at four thirty and fucking make coffee and you know go get the paper from the driveway, so on and so forth. By the time the coffee was done, it was like it was like almost five. Um, he would drink a pot, and then he would he would you know he would go back and make another pot. Well, somewhere in between him drinking the first pot and him going to the second pot he died now somewhere somewhere before him making that pot you know like she died before he even woke up like he had no idea that she was even dead like he literally woke up and just thought it was like a normal morning and then he oh died God. yeah he literally like died like three hours after her um so that happened how old were they they were these were these would have been, they were my my actual grandparents on his side so they would have been in the 70s or 80s because maybe in the 60s um i don't remember quite you know but i know my mom is 20 years older than me you know and he was a bowling alley dj mm -hmm. fucking, <laughs> of all fucking careers but and that's what it was, dude. My uncle was the first person to get me drunk, dude. He got me drunk, and, uh, you know, he gave me and my cousin fucking rum and Cokes, dude. They were probably about that big, and it was probably about that much rum and, you know, that much Coke. And me and my cousin, dude, my cousin, the, the pot farmer, um, dude, we drank him, bro. We went on a fucking tirade, dude. We fucked up the neighborhood, dude. Drunker and shit, dude. We had no idea. We were out there, dude, we were out fucking, dude, we, we got into a fight, dude. So my cousin decides to throw fucking this big rotten fucking mango, dude, at the, at the fucking, at this 13-year-old kid, dude, who was like three times our size. I'm in the fucking mango tree laughing, dude, because I'm fucking handing him the mangoes. Dude, <laughs> he, this, this fucking guy comes up, dude, and he fucking whaps the shit out of my cousin, dude. I fell from the tree onto him, dude. 
I, I, I kind of gave him the people's elbow, dude. I didn't even know. I was just, I was drunker and shit. The next thing you know, we're in this fucking brawl, me and him versus these fucking three kids. And, uh, dude, my uncle comes up and he's like, you know, beat the shit out of him. He's like, oh, fucking just screaming at us, dude. So we ended up, we ended up winning the fight, dude, because that's when I learned. And when you lose a fight, you go for the dick twist, dude, all the time. Every fucking time. Because I'm going to tell you something, buddy, you're not going to lose. If you got another man by the dick, dude, you are not going to lose that fight. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it, dude. I've, I've, listen, man, that's come in handy a couple of times where somebody was just going to fucking murder me, dude, and it just, you know, it, it, it has definitely come in handy a couple of times. But, yeah, no, that's, you know, and I got a high five for it. You know what I mean? That's just what it was. Meanwhile, he's drunker and shit, you know. This is the same guy, dude. His fucking wife hit him with a golf club. Square in the face, dude. Broke, broke, broke all his shit, dude. She took a wood to him, dude. She took a fucking, a, a wood club square to the fucking cheek. There's a dude I know. Um, him and his girl had the most violent fucking relationship I've ever seen. She woke him up the one morning... Is it the weird guy that likes the bard stuff? No. Okay. Got you. No. no, that's that's my old helper. He, um, <laughs> no, he, uh, <clears throat> she wakes him up. I guess he found, I don't know, Tinder or something. Someone on his phone. She went through his phone, whatever, you sleep it. Um, you know what a flat iron is? The little clamping hot iron that used to straighten oh, the air. Yeah. Oh. That long ceramic Ooh. pads, fuck ten foot cord. Whoosh, whoosh. She is standing over him on the bed, whipping this thing around like a fucking flail, and she swings it. She gave him the fucking slams it down on his face. Oh my god! Twice. She hit it once, and then got another wind up and hit him again Dude. on the side of the head while he's. Rolling around in the fucking bed. I, you know what? I can't. Still, still with it. Still with it. I can't believe fucking he got William Wallace, dude. That's rough, bro. You know what scene I'm talking about, dude? When he fucking uh -huh. marches in the guy's fucking bedroom, he just drops a fucking flail on it, and he just looks at him. Like, what the? Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I will. I won't put up with it, dude. I refuse. He, he kick fucking rocks. <laughs> No, I won't. I won't put up with that shit at all, dude. I did that shit with Dana, dude. She was fucking borderline psycho. She used to ask me to punch her in like the middle of session. Like, this rock, bro. Like what? No. Like, excuse me. Like, no. no. No, I did. I did. No, it was bad. It was bad. Just rock me. No, dude. That's. I'm telling you, dude. It was fucked up. <sighs> She had daddy issues, dude. She had some bad daddy issues. And I'm pretty sure it's because she got fucking, you know what I mean? She got spanked a couple times. Mm -hmm. And it might have been a little too inappropriate, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, dude, she loved that shit, man. She told me one time, she said, just fucking punch me. I said, what? I said, I don't, I don't think I can do this. So I tried it, dude. And she, like, I, I hit her. She was just like, what the fuck was that? She's like, I fucking said hit me. 
forever because I fucking rocked her one good time. <laughs> fucking square in the fucking jaw. I'll tell you something, dude. There was a guy, dude, there was a fucking mess in the bed, dude. She fucking squirted everywhere. You know, I was like, oh my God. I couldn't believe it. And she literally just went like that and was like, fucking thanks. You know? Straighten her jaw. Mm hmm. <sighs> she was something else, dude. She was definitely something else. Never had that. Had followed me around Walmart. Yeah, what? She uh, tracked, put a, a GPS app on my phone and followed me to Walmart because I didn't answer two of her texts. Dude, I was 15, dude. I was 15 years old, bro. And I went on, it was my first ever meth binge, dude. It was my first time ever doing meth. And mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know I was going to be out for three days. I, I didn't know. Well, I'm dating a Spanish girl at the time. And... I come home from this meth bench, dude. And I mind you, I haven't talked to her. I haven't, like, said anything. I wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be out for three days. I'm, like, I'm going on this meth bench. Mm -hmm. This thought I was cheating on her, dude. So she literally sat in my closet for three fucking days waiting for <laughs> me to come home. Like, literally, dude. Like, how? Like, how, do you, how, how do you sit there? <laughs> I don't know. At, but, a cer at a certain point, she said, fuck it, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, at some point, you have to commit. You oh. know what I mean? Like, like, where do you draw the line of just going home? Oh, my God. So, I, so I come home. I come home. Dude, all I want to do is sleep. Like, that's all I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I I, literally just walk in. I, I fucking undress. I get in the bed. I fucking, I go to ass out, dude. And next thing I know, she's fucking, she jumps on me. And she fucking pins me down, and she starts fucking just whapping the shit out of me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? She's screaming at me, you know, puta. And so I fucking, I literally I fucking pushed her off of me, and I got up, and I looked at her, and I said, dude, I've been on a fucking meth bench for like three days. I don't, I don't have time for your shit. Yeah, you know, get the fuck out of my house, you know. And she threatened to cut me. It was fucking bad. And that's when I realized that Latinas were not suited, and, and I love them to death for it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, that was, that was, yeah, knew I had it. Dude, it was fucked up. I mean, I probably deserved it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I disappeared for fucking three days, but Jesus Christ, you know. Could have just knocked on the door and fucking, you know, hey, was Steve home yet? Yeah, no, I've had some fucking, dude, I had some fun. I don't, I don't, I don't, like, like, it's weird, too, because, like, if I'm not willing to commit, dude, I'm, I'm a whore, dude, it's fucked up. Yeah. So, after my divorce, dude, I, I mean, lived in a halfway house, <sighs> and I lived in a co-ed halfway house. Mm -hmm. So, now, mind you. <laughs> Now, mind you, dude, I literally had just spent the, the past nine years with the same vagina, same, you know what I mean, over and over and over again, same mm -hmm. pattern, same routine, same everything. Dude, I get into, I get into this fucking co-ed halfway house. Within within the first night, dude, I, I railed three out of the fucking seven chicks that were in there. 
the next night I, I railed the other four because the other three went and told the other four how fucking awesome it was. <laughs> it gets to the point, dude, I ended up getting kicked out of the fucking halfway house, dude, because I, I fucked this, this fucking chick named Frances, dude. She was like a 280-pound Puerto Rican chick, and she was mad that I wouldn't give it to her again, so she fucking told on me and got me kicked out of the fucking halfway house. <laughs> no, dude, I'm telling you, man. It's the only way to live, dude. If you're single, bro, you gotta play by Little League rules, dude. Even if you lose, you win, and we're getting fucking ice cream. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's only two kinds of people in the world, buddy. Those who are getting their nuts off and, and those who are not. <laughs> it's true. I mean... Lopez, you're fun. Yeah. <laughs> you have to tell your friends. Oh, I don't care, dude. I'm a great wingman. Oh. My dad chose that. It got to a certain point, like, I was nine, my sister was 11, and, like, at that point, he'd been involved in, like, all this, like, he was coaching us in sports, and, like, like my old dad you would think and then uh he just i don't know he wanted to get back with his ex and sold his motorcycle took the money and like um he left and then spent like two years um trying to get everything he could for my mom he got half her pension from the one her one job. He got half her like stock options off of the job. She worked for American Waterworks in uh, Voorhees, New Jersey. That place. Um, she works at executive um, executive secretary, something like that. Um, but she got pretty decent pension, or not a pension, but like a, a retirement off that, and. He got half that, half that. He took basically all the furniture out of the house. He would come home, like, after he left, he would do shit. Like, he would, um, when we were at school, mom was at work, he would come in because she hadn't gotten a chance to change the locks yet. And he would, like, take a bunch of shit. Or, or like, a couple times he just came in and moved shit. So, like, my mom knew he had been there. And then he fucking ended up taking the furniture my mom basically sold as much as she could sold the house for as much as possible and then crammed everything into well, we ended up renting this house from behind a, um, a mechanic shop but which is cool that's actually how I met Aaron because I moved into that house because he lived down the street because I started once we moved there I started fifth grade and we moved across town, so I started in a new school, and um, he ended up being in my my fifth grade class, and then I noticed he was on the bus on the ride home, because I'd missed the bus the first day. Um, I was like, hey, I know that kid. But like, I didn't, it wasn't until the next day I saw that he lived right up the corner, because all I knew was he got off the bus after I did. I didn't know how far. Right. Um, and the one day, because we had to go past his house and then turn into the high school to get to the middle school, because he was the last stop. Um, but yeah, that's how I met Aaron. Um, 
But yeah, and he ended up leaving that chick and leaving all the shit he took. And um, he like drug my mom through court for like two years. And then hung around for a while, a couple years, weekends, um, or every other weekend, every other holiday or whatever. Um, and then at a certain point, it was about, middle school or some point we just stopped hearing from him it's like we never moved our number didn't change he just disappeared for like five years and then i got facebook and like a month later he friend requested me i'm gonna tell you something people like that deserve every fucking bottle in their house to be extra tight well he he um he got in touch with me and he started emailing me back and forth, getting, getting, like, trying to get to know me, and, um, it turned into him using that for court documents to try and take us off child support. Um, I understand with my sister and all, because she was 18, she was working a job, like, I had told him shit like that, like, she had started becoming a dog groomer, um... And I told him that I had gotten a job because I just started working at McDonald's part-time after school. Um, and then he just took all that into court and used it. And, I mean, I, I can understand he doesn't want to pay... He doesn't feel like he wants to pay child support. I'm not going to fight him on it. But, like, the way you pulled... You, like, you fucking lied to me and you were... Yeah, no, that's your piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it was just, I, I understand the decision he made, the the why he did it. I mean, apparently the, the excuse he said was my mom wasn't giving it up, but it was, my sister challenged him that on that immediately. I mean, he was just, he had been cheating for a long time, a long time, and... It's just, I understand the decision. I, I, I can't condone it because I, it, 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 not even so much for me, but it, it stole, like, fucking... Well, you didn't have to be a piece of shit about it. No. You know, if, if you didn't want to be with her, then just don't be with her, but don't be a piece of shit about it. Yeah. Just don't be a piece of shit about it. You don't have to take half her pension. You don't have to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be a piece of shit about it. You know, if, 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 if that's your decision that's your decision you know I mean that's pretty much where I left it with my ex-wife you know she told me she wanted a divorce I said okay no problem he started getting like violent in the end too and it was just he would like do he would drink like a 30 pack on a Sunday and then my parents, uh, like it was like a Gold's Gym had had was it was like going under or something like that, so they were able to go to like the auction and buy one of each machine, so the whole basement was filled with that. And my sister ended up she was running on the treadmill one night and she tripped and fell. Her toes got sucked under the belt and she broke all her toes except her big toes, so she couldn't she couldn't walk 
And right. We had uh, we had an upstairs bathroom and a downstairs bathroom, and my grandmother was staying with us, so she had the den, which there was the den and then the, the laundry room and the downstairs bathroom. But she was in that shower, and my dad wanted my sister to take a shower, but he wouldn't. Um, he wouldn't accept that she wouldn't climb up the stairs and go get in the shower. I, he, he had apparently forgotten that she broke her toes while he'd been drinking. Ugh. So he couldn't, he couldn't. He didn't, yeah, he didn't grasp the concept. Um, well, he ended up dragging her up the steps by her hair and threw her in the tub. <clears throat> yeah, no, dude, that shit's rough, bro. And that's like, I still never understood that, dude. You know, Woody Harrelson said it the best, man. I would have much rather had a fucking, you know, just a fucking stone hungry dad than a fucking drunk angry one. Well, it's like if you're so unhappy that you have to drink a fucking 30-pack in an afternoon. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, dude. It's like, that's not him, dude. Like, like that's not it's not you. That's not the, you know, and, and... I will tell you that this generation has opened up a lot more doors for everybody as far as like where they stand with their feelings you mm -hmm. know what i mean helping people understand um you have to remember dude that like back in the in the early 90s the 80s the 70s the 60s you, you didn't have add and you didn't have bipolar and you didn't have all of these things so they were basically just shut the fuck up and deal with him you mm -hmm. know what I mean just whatever the fuck it is you know what I mean if you if he's hyperactive get him a sport if he's this get him that I mean it's just all I did was fucking <sighs> run around and eat so, so they put me in fucking sports all year round so here's the biggest problem dude is that you have somebody with a whole lot of unresolved fucking childhood trauma issues because he's just told to shut the fuck up about him that you know you're basically taking dysfunction and you're trying to raise a little fucking kid from it dude and you know what i mean and all you're gonna do is pass down whatever the fuck it is you have well it's like i he grew up in a fucked up home like his mom divorced my grandfather and then she ended up getting she was with a couple of dudes but then she ended up getting with this one dude who turned it out to be a warlock not a warlock Dude's a biker. She stole money from him. And they had to go on the run. I shot at a biker once. It's the last time I ever did methamphetamine, so. <laughs> on a six-day fucking bench, dude, I called this guy up and I said, Hey, man, I need some more. Well, apparently I forgot I called him. He came walking by the fucking window, dude. I unloaded a revolver, dude, point-blank fucking range. I missed every shot, dude. He walked in there, he looked at me, and I looked at him, he said, man, this is the last time we're going to ever do business. He said, just consider yourself very lucky. And he turned right back around, he walked right the fuck back out of, out of that trailer, dude, and that was the last time I ever did meth. Because at that point, I realized that I was already at my lowest, and I had just started doing it, dude. I had only done meth, that was my second time. And I had hit my lowest part of my life. Six days of no sleep is very, very, your fucking psyche is fucked up. Dude, I'm telling you, he walked by that thing, dude, I didn't know what the fuck it was, but it wasn't going to live. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, that was, 
I've had some run-ins with a couple bikers, man. You know what I mean? I've been very gracious with them. She stole, like, a lot of money, though. And she, like, cleaned out the safe of the fucking... Oh, oh God. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but... She, and, and she was doing... She, well, she was fucking the dude, but then she was, like, taking care of office work and stuff for them, tax stuff. But now think about this, dude. So, like, that's who your dad was raised by, dude. You know what I mean? And, like... Now, you know that's a really fucked up situation to be in, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. And, you know, and so that's why I say, like, the one thing that this generation kind of has done, you know, like, like this, this behind us generation, um, is they, is they have, they have brought it to be a little bit more open, you know what I mean? So, like, men aren't so silenced, you know what I mean? Like, we're, you know, as far as, like, you know, so, like, we're able to, like, deal with our shit, and, like, you know, and it's kind of okay. Um, you know, it's no it's longer... Get, it's getting there. It, it is getting there. You know what I mean? People but, still have a lot of stigma against even admitting if you have any kind of mental health issue. Well, of course, because then, because you have a problem, and then at that point, you have to fix it. You yeah. know what I mean? Whatever your problem is, you have to fix it. But here's the thing, it's like... You know what? I think I'd rather fix my problem than to be an asshole the rest of my life. That's very true. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm not too proud. You know, I'm I'm very proud, I'm very prideful. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't, I'll tell you, I'm fucked up. Dude, I'll tell you, I was. You know, I can't tell you exactly what it is. I can't diagnose myself, and I'm afraid to go to a place to fucking. You know. Why? Because I don't want to be locked up. Oh. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things that go on in there, bud. Yeah, but the a lot of things go on in a lot of people's heads, but the I think it's more the not acting on it. Well, problem the problem I have is the problem that I have with it is that There's a lot of things that I don't remember from my childhood. You know what I mean? Like, I remember a lot of, like, the key points. Like, I remember being molested. I, You know what I mean? Like, I remember... Um, but I don't have a lot of good thoughts about my, my childhood. Like, I don't have a whole lot of, like, you know, man, you know, all this fun shit happened. Like, I had a lot of fun in my, in my later years, you know what I mean? But there's a longevity of time that, like, I just don't remember ever having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, and I've thought about going to a therapist and in all just all reality, like I've thought about it, and um, you know, I and then I, you know, but then I look at the price of it. It's it's it's, it's hundreds and, of dollars now. And you know, here's my thing, dude. This is my thing. It's like. And it goes back to the to, to Big Brother, man. You know, dude, we could have so much things available, man, that, like, people actually need. Um, you know, uh, here again, you know how many people that you could literally pull an American History X on and, and actually get them to, like, have a conversation with, a, with somebody of a different skin color? And, and they'll understand that, like, they, we all have the same shit in common. Well, it's, it's, it, you know, 
you can't go by what you're being told. You like if you go on your everyday life and you you make eye contact with people too. You go, like, yeah, hey, guess you what? Whatever. But guess you smile. But but to have, but to have that conversation is going to cost you one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. It's a lot of goddamn money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of therapy. I know I'm not just going to be one session in and out. See you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm very well aware of that. It's just the cost of it. You know what I mean? But like you said, you know, instead of, you know, instead of sending our money overseas, put it back into the country. You know what I mean? You know, say kind of nation build here where we want it. Why, well, why, why couldn't we offer why couldn't we offer, um, you know, um, government-assisted fucking, you know? I mean, like, they have places that are sliding scale. But the reality of it is, dude, is, like... I don't understand why we're sitting on Alaska. The amount of natural resources that are there it, in, like, a square mile... Like, there's more lithium in um, Alaska than there is in Taiwan. And Taiwan is the number one distributor of, like, microchips and, and um, basically chips for any computers. Because we own Alaska. Because we're going to deplete everybody else and then make everyone else dependent on us. Yeah, but there's so much... And what we own in the United States well, territory. Who we, owns Alaska? We really honestly just need to kind of develop it, put roads, put more power. The people that live out there are like, we want this, but for some reason the government won't let it happen. And there's a reason for it, though. And it's because of how much, on you know, how much natural shit's just keep, it's just building up. It's just building up, building up, building up. I mean, are they really like, losing that much putting infrastructure in? I mean, if these people are citizens, I mean, there's two how two hundred trillion dollars spent in Afghanistan. Okay, so this goes back to you know, there's a lot of things that like just need to be like to have an actual discussion about, but it doesn't need to be done with a bunch of corrupt and crooked fucking politicians just doesn't need to be you know it's a, it goes back to this most of these people all started out doing this to coaching their kids little league now if you've ever coached kids little league you'll you'll know like right now dude how much money that that the kids spend they can't afford to pay the umpire how can you not afford to pay the umpire you literally are asking somebody to give up their their time every fucking you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and you can't you can't pay them, but you have all this fucking money, and it, it it's it's a back and forth game, and it's just it and and that's what they're doing right now is it's literally it's just a back and forth game, and basically, dude, in reality, we could give a fuck about about Taiwan, dude. You know what I mean? Taiwan might be the, the biggest mass producer and this and that, and, and well, we, we're, we could We're be, still going to get the technology, but we're going to be we're, paying a lot more for it. We're not in Taiwan for the technology, buddy. 
We're probably there it's for the opium. We're probably there for other reasons. It's more it's more the benefit of the, the cheaper materials, but it's also um, a splinter, like a sp- what kind of just a splinter in the foot of China because they want that shit so bad. They got they got Hong Kong. They just need Taiwan. You know, fuck it, let them have it, and then we don't we don't buy from them. Why can't we produce it? We can. That's what I'm saying. So you know what I mean. Uh, you know, and, but and that's things that need to be looked at. Like I'm not going to disagree with you. Fuck them, cut them all off. Well, I still think I still think that that would probably be the best option. Honestly, we have no business overseas. Let them fucking do what you listen, man. As long as you're not going to try to come to war with us, you do your own thing. At, at what point does your standing down open up? Because like I don't want communism running the world. No, no, no. We're not going to stand down. No, no, no. We're just we're just going to we're just going to mind our business mm-hmm. until we need to be involved. Okay, listen, man. I'm going to tell you something. We need to go back to 1943 America. We need to go back to America that, that when, when... Okay, you look at the casualties of Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. and what happened at Pearl Harbor. My mom's dad actually survived. He was stationed at Pearl Harbor. Okay, the Japanese dude only killed like 7,000 people. Yeah. In reality, I mean, they only killed, two to, you know, 7,000 people. Dude. Was, we we was, literally it turned sh- around. It was the shock and awe effect of it because that was the first news that came out. So that's what everybody was talking about for Listen, weeks before doesn't they matter. Hit. Here again, you bombed us. Mm-hmm. You did an RA job. We literally turned two of their biggest cities into giant rice cookers. Yes. That's what we did. Just that's literally just, just what we did. Was that the right answer to do? It was probably a, a, a little extreme. Well, it came down to drop the bombs but, but, and stop a, a full-fledged ground assault. But there was a point behind that. There was a, there was a point behind that. And that point was, hey, man, listen, don't fuck with us. We didn't, you know what I mean? We're, we're doing our thing in Germany because we don't really want the Nazis to take over. Outside of that, dude, we're not in Japan. We're not in Japan. We're not fucking with you, you know what I mean? And you you decided to be involved. And, and now we're going to show you what happens when you decide to fucking poke your nose where it's not supposed to be. And that's where we need to go back to. After 9-11 happened, I'm telling you, dude, after 9-11 happened... The, the literally as soon as that tower fell the next phone call should have been you motherfuckers that's it and we should have literally just went over there and leveled everything everything and turned it into a giant fucking parking lot and put a Disney World and a Universal and literally turn it into a giant fucking tourist hub and you literally just split it amongst the regions and now we'll have our fucking money in it because it's going to be our money that's going to help build it. So we're going to naturally get something from it, but then you naturally just split it up amongst the regions. And we tried doing that for 20 years. With what? We didn't nuke it, but... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, We no, might no. as well. No, 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 no. We literally just need to go over there with and just and just blacktop it. We just need to fucking brand new blacktop it. There's a lot of people there. Yes, there is. And, and you know what? They're not afraid to, to let us know that they don't want to die. And so we can let yeah, them people out. When you're occupying, if someone's occupying, if somebody comes in your house and says, I live here. No, no. Or, 
I want your shit. I'm staying here. When you... I'm gonna boot them the fuck out of your house. When you are a part of... That's the biggest thing going on in, 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 in Cabal right now, and in, in that whole region right now, is that there's literally two sets of people. You know, you have the Taliban, ISIS, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, and then you have all the people that were fighting against them, that didn't want them in their country, so on and so forth. The Taliban, dude, the hardest thing, the, 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 the most wicked thing about them is that they literally are not afraid to die. That is their fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that is their, you know, if I die, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Good things are going to happen. So, you know, I don't really give a fuck. It's really hard to fight a group of people that are like that, that are just nihilist, that just, you know what I mean? That just, they're, they, they're pretty much raised that they're born to just, they're bred and born to die mm -hmm. for their, for God or Once. whoever, Allah. And the term military age male. So basically, used to describe anybody that looks older than fourteen. So if if you watched any of the videos of of like when we pulled out like the, the fucking tragic airplane video that happened when the fucking people were falling from the airplane, did you see that video? That the problem with that is they're so, and I don't I don't want to sound condescending, but they're so uneducated that they don't understand that you can't just hold on to an airplane. Okay. But they but, didn't but realize that they is, get, My point is, is that we can literally go out and we can say, look, man, we're going to invade the fucking shit out of you guys. If you're not a part of the problem, please evacuate and we will help you. We will further help you. Now, some of those guys are going to are gonna get the smart idea to suicide bomb something, you know what I mean? Because they're going to try to blend in and fit in, and, you know, because that's what they believe. So, there, yes, there will be some casualties in this whole process. But you could literally just, and most of these people are just going to be like, you know, hey, they're going to invade, fuck it, we're staying. And that's when you give them the old rope-a-dope. And that's when you get all the other people out, and then you literally just go in there with fucking sidewinders, dude, and just start, you know. What happens when they stop, like, a couple buildings worth of people that want to leave, but now they're holding them hostage? You know what? Unfortunately, in the casualties of war, dude, uh, you know, uh, if it happened to me and my family, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell you that I wouldn't feel differently. You know, I... Do I think it's okay to sacrifice people for the greater good? You know, what is the greater good? You know what I mean? That's ultimately the, 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 the end-all answer of it. Yeah. What is the greater good? Is, is the greater good that we're over there to liberate those people and give them democracy and so on and so forth? Then yes. Absolutely, the casualties of, of war are just a thing. Now, the is now they, they now, just never if, accept if, it. No, but they will because they try. And, well, they, and they, if they believe, if they're a Muslim, <coughs> their their ideology is fundamentally against Western culture. So then, so then, we we don't. Yes, and a lot of them. Even though they are Muslim, the women are now starting to not have to wear fucking dirkas all fucking day. That's uh -uh, right back to it. Because of the extremists. Mm -hmm. So here again, 
if we literally just, you know, and the casualties of war, if we if we were really going to go over there to liberate that country, to say, you know, listen, man, we're going to get rid of these motherfuckers, then we need to go in there, we need to do exactly that, and we need to leave. We need to go liberate their country for them, help them figure out, you know, a leader, so on and so forth. And then we need to just leave. We need to just leave. And 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 how you do that is you because they're not afraid to die. They're not going to leave. You know what I mean? They're just not. I just don't want our people dying for that shit. And and like I said, dude, you give them the old I, just, I, I honestly don't want people. It, it's it's naive Listen, and optimistic, but no, I don't but we want people it, to but die. We, but for we had it. But we had it. The whole Trump deal, dude, we had it. They had it. There was a treaty and everything, dude. They had it. Unfortunately, the way that this presidency has turned out, they did everything back asswards. They should have never left when they left. They should have never pulled out the way they pulled out. They should have never left all the Blackhawks and the RPGs and the guns and the tanks. Well, the main thing is they left. They they pulled out of Bagram Air Base. They made one of the most ridiculous decisions to pull the military out before they pulled any civilians out. There are still people there. I know. Um, But to give up a secure Oh, dude, there's videos of them. Yeah. Dude, there's videos of them beating the shit out of women out in the middle of the fucking well, street. They didn't even tell the Afghani forces that they were abandoning Pogrom. I know. They just cut the power and left, and yeah. then a bunch of looters came, and then the Afghan forces. And people are talking about they didn't fight. There are vi- There's videos of them actually fighting. Mm-hmm. And then they run out of ammo because we've only trained them. We've trained them based around having superior air or air superiority because it would basically a patrol would go out. If they got into trouble worth it, they would just call in an aircraft, come in, yeah. you know, from a warthog coming and mowing down with a minigun. Well, so once you pulled all that air support out and, and there was no backup, they, they, they weren't getting any, the, right. the video, the one main video is there. They're sitting there fighting. They run out of ammo and they surrender, and the Taliban kill them all. Yeah. Um. And Biden's blaming them for why would we fight for their country if you're not willing to? Like, fuck, a lot of them did. They died, but you left them with their fucking ass in the wind. Because he's scrambling. Because you know there's things unanswered, like Benghazi. Benghazi is still unanswered. I think it's almost worse than that. I think it's he comes into a room and he goes. True, shop under pressure, and bad cat care, and Kabul. Oh, no, no, not Kabul. Uh, no, no. Bagram. We gotta get out of there. No, no. And then they pull out of Bagram. He's not pulling the strings, dude. He's not pulling no fucking strings. He can barely wave his own ass, but he can't fucking. No, dude, he's a puppet, bro. He's a puppet, and that's why that's why this Newsom thing is, is such a big deal because this guy he's gonna punish that state this, because they dared oppose him. Well, well, the guy that's running against them would initially take over Larry Elder. He would initially take over Feinstein's place. Oh, originally on the ballot. So you know. 
that whole little crony thing would be out mm -hmm. because Newsom wouldn't be the governor. Feinstein would, you know what I mean? So the only person that would be left in that little well, thing. Well, Feinstein's about, she's going to die. I feel bad to say that, but she is so old. She is going to die. She's been in, she's been in Congress for like half a century. That's another thing. We need fucking term limits. Pennsylvania did it. I don't, I don't even know if that's going to help because we're still voting the same idiots into power. Yeah, but that make the same stupid decisions. Yeah, but if you put a if you put a, a term limit on it, they can't anymore. I mean, they only get to do it for less time. Yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather someone be an asshole for two years than for twenty six. Yeah. You can't really fuck everything up in two years. You can fuck everything up in twenty six. I mean, it hasn't even been a full year, and Joe Biden's fucked up a lot. No, Joe. That's the thing. It's just not Joe. It's, just, it's not Joe, dude. They've been setting this fucking thing up since Trump got in office right out the gate. Literally, right out the gate, dude. As soon as... As soon as he beat Hillary... All they, all they did, literally, as soon as he beat Hillary, dude, that was the end all of him. Because all you heard for the next four years was how the orange man is back. And how he has mean tweets. Well, the first two was he was a uh, Russian plant. He was colluding with Russia. I would, uh, he spent a whole lot of time on nothing. For no reason. But that's when it started. It was That's when they beefed it up. That the orange man is back. And they attacked a, a, a literal group of mentally ill fucking... Because I'm... I don't, I'm not, I don't buy into the whole fucking non-binary, right? Um, you know, either you're gay, you're bi, or you're straight. That's all there is to it. Like, there, you know, you know, you don't have to become a woman to like penis. It's okay if if you're a man and you like penis. It's totally fine. But what about the furries? Let them. If people want to dress up in goddamn hot ass costumes and have sex, then fucking let them. They're not hurting nobody. Who the fuck are they bothering? I seen a letter written to a hotel because every year there's a uh, one big furry convention. I forget what fucking city it is. They were requesting for human sized litter boxes in in the uh, <laughs> inside. Yeah, but as long as they're gonna clean like it the up, lobby, the fuck? like the lobby, who, not the room. But who gives if you fuck? if you want to be a fucking weirdo and shit in a box. In your room, do it. By all means, do it as much as you want. Just don't put it outside your door. We don't want to see you shitting in the middle of a hallway. <laughs> you won't. He's not going to take off that costume. No, 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 that's got a butt flap on it, bro. Right? Uh, You're just going to see a turd just fall right out. He's not trying to see a turd as I'm walking down a hallway. I don't care where it's dropping from. I don't well, smell that. Don't live in California because apparently the homeless people shit on the sidewalk wherever they want. San Francisco is a poop department. <laughs> that, like, but I mean, at the end of the day, dude, what the fuck do taxpayer-funded poop department to go clean up all the homeless poop? Who gives a fuck, dude? A bunch of people want to dress up as fucking animals and then fuck each other, dude. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? When the fuck was the last time that like you were ever in a situation where you're like, man, I'm goddamn furries, jump me in. Took all my money and you know what I mean? They're not what the fuck are they doing? I don't know. You know? A couple of mascots. They're fucking weird. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not into it, but you know, white people are fucking strange. Dude. I don't, 
Well, what else do you? I mean, that's pretty much what slavery was. It was a fucking a BDSM fucking sexual fantasy. I mean, most of the slave owners, dude, you mean to tell me they didn't, like, torture the fucking the slave chicks when they were fucking them or hitting them with fucking whips and shit? They got off on that shit, dude. That's why white people are so fucking weird. It's just in our nature. When the fuck was the last time you saw a black person in a BDSM movie? Um... Rihanna's got that song. She's got a song. Yeah. You know, but that's just a song, and that was a song that appealed to a lot of white people. <laughs> I, I mean, it applied to a lot of people, a lot of chicks. I mean, I'm, you know. It came out the same time. Well, I mean, you got fucking the, the whole Fifty Shades thing. Because it's always been taboo, you know what I mean? But, but, you know, everything has been taboo, you know what I mean? At some point in time, everything was taboo, you know? I mean, there was a point in time where holding hands was taboo. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, here's the biggest thing that I've come to understand, man. There's at some point in time, all of this shit is made up. All of it, dude, all of it. You know what I mean? Instead of just being a bunch of naked people on a goddamn floating rock, dude, we had to make things make sense. So we had to invent a religion. We had to invent something that, you know, we had to, that, that, well, I think that comforted end, us. At the end of the day, we're, we're kind of herd animal. We like to be around each other. I mean, it's, well, it's just like any other animal, dude. And I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. Well, you know like, what I mean? We, but we're just smart enough when we get to certain population levels, we can kind of make decent enough decisions to where everybody does well. We can't really agree on anything, but... Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Everything is made up, dude. The construct of time is completely made up. Well, it's, I mean, it's how we deal with reality. Why can't we just be naked floating people on a rock? Just living our best life. Putting our wieners in whatever the fuck we want to. Eating mushrooms. Just... You know what I mean? Why did man have to complicate life? Because everything's made up, dude. We, words words we are have, just made up. We have I to mean, describe everything. But why? why especially, can't we just... especially Americans. We have words that describe things that other languages... One word to describe an action that would take an entire sentence in another language. This is why I believe... Browsing. Men. Men. And just a general sense, men. This is why I believe... That literally, like, we're just nothing but naked, floating fucking people on a rock. You know what I mean? And because men, simple as shit. We can build things, we can figure out how to do things, but at the end of the day, you want to stop us dead in your, in your fucking tracks, dude. You show us boobies, and we're just like, Ugh. and you know what I mean? And that's like, that's basic mating, dude. I mean, when a fucking peacock yeah, starts. Yeah, that 100% goes back to straight to reproduction. I mean, we're, our, our brains are chemically wired to try to reproduce. Yeah, and so at some point we had to just make up a bunch of shit just to make ourselves feel better instead well, of just being floating animals on a rock. Well, it turned into what noise can you make out of your face to give you the best success? Could you imagine smelling the first part? <sighs> just have no idea. <sighs> oh, be the first one to realize you're smelling a fart. I, you know, but I mean, it's just... That some, came out of me. Yeah. But at some point, you know what I mean? We just, like, as 
as humans do, we just overcomplicated everything. We literally just overcomplicated everything. Yeah. Because there was none of this, dude. You mean to, you know, because here's the thing, dude, the Bible. The Bible itself, you know, talks about uh, Jesus and so on and so forth, dude. But it doesn't say anything about fucking dinosaurs, dude. Never. But we know that dinosaurs are real. Mm. We know that they were real. We have bones that show that they were real. You know, now whether they were dinosaurs or regular animals, I don't really. But we know that they're real. Doesn't talk anything about it. You know what I mean? But it talks about the Nephilim. You know, but it talk, and it talks about time and it talks about this and it talks about that. Well, how do we know that? Like, when God created light, it wasn't that whole. You know, and and what they considered seven days. You know, like, like if, if, you know, they, they say it was seven days, but how do we know what seven days is if time is a completely made up thing? My biggest thing with kind of just the Bible in general is that the time scaling isn't even right because it's been translated so many times. Listen, man, the Bible, all in all, the only thing the Bible should ever be used for is a different way of living life. If you read that book, and you and you literally just take anything that like Jesus had said out of the book. You literally leave all the rest of the Bible alone, and you you know there's a book that, that does. It's called Sermon on the Mount. It literally just teaches you how to be a good person, like just not to be a piece of shit person. You yeah. Know what I mean, not to get revenge with the first time that you can. Don't lust after your wife. You know what I mean, or, or your neighbor's wife. You know, basically, just don't be a piece of shit human being. And that's basically what that book teaches you. At the end of the day, that's that's all that book really does teach you. You know what I mean? Because the whole construct of life and death and heaven and hell and recreation and not recreation and, you know, what do we do? It gives a fuck. When the lights turn off, the lights turn off. It don't matter anymore what the fuck happens. Yeah. Well, I... But it's just, you know, all of that shit's just made up to make people feel better. You know what I mean? Because here again, dude, if if... If somebody could come back from the dead and tell the Christian people right now, like, listen, man, you just kind of just die. Like, you just kind of die. Like, you don't, there's no heaven. Mm. What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen, dude? That whole fucking community dude, would, would completely fall apart because 90% of their belief is, is literally just that no matter what kind of person I am, I'll always have Jesus. Yeah. I'll always be able to get into heaven. That's what they need. But... But why do you need that to be a good person? I mean, that's a very good question, but... You know, like, why do you need a booster to be a good person? Why why can't you just be a, you know... And now, mind you, you know, a lot of it is, like, it goes back to the therapy thing. It goes back to, you know, getting some some actual help that you need. Um, you know, legalized marijuana. Do you know how many conversations I have with the most randomest fucking people in, in the fucking clinics of a, of a fucking dispensary? Mm -hmm. I meet all kinds of people, dude. I've had conversations with old ladies, dude. I've had conversations with old men. I've had conversations with fucking black guys. I've had conversations with fucking white guys. I've had conversations with... Yeah, I mean, and literally, and they're great conversations. And we talk about all different kinds of shit. Um, and it's because... At some point, man, when you smoke weed, you just kind of realize life is a little too short to be so fucking stressed out all the goddamn time, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like this, it's that's just what it is. 
you know, or that like things aren't really like that in fucking importance. Well, yeah, it's it's. I mean, certain drugs make you take a step back out of your everyday perception, well, and make you realize what really is. Um, well, we're so fucking out of touch, dude, with 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 how to be human. You know what I mean? Because it's all done over a phone now. You know, it's, it's literally it's all done over a phone. So people don't know like tones. People don't know, you know. They, they don't know, they don't understand, you know, certain things. They don't, you know, it's just, you know, they don't get it because they don't have that basic human interaction anymore. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know that we're ever going to go back. Like, you'll get it in, um, like, close surroundings, but, like, this digital stuff's only going to get worse. I mean, Musk is coming out with Neuralink in the next couple of years, and you're essentially going to be ch- jacking the internet into your brain. So, like, once the first people start getting that... Yeah, see, but that's, that's, just, where, that's well, where the government... We're definitely not going to be human anymore. Well, there's a way... There, okay, but there's a way to do it that... You know, there's a way that the internet and all of this shit could really be handled. Number one, you have to make it completely transparent. You literally need to make it completely transparent. So what what that means is that you you literally need to be able to to read an article and be able to fact check it. But but you cannot fact check it through a third party like some asshole like like Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You know because Wikipedia is just complete bullshit, dude. You know what I mean? If three or more people agree with it, then it becomes a fact. It's not true. If I say the sky is purple and three people agree with me, that just means three people are just as stupid as I am. It doesn't make it a fact, though. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that just, you know... What's well, your truth? It Well, it needs to be transparent, you know what I mean? So that means, like, if Donald Trump is really being a racist piece of shit, it needs to be transparent and not and not not just clipped. It doesn't need to be just clipped. Well, he wasn't. He, well, he was never that. a racist I know until that. he went against the establishment. And, you know, and that's the thing is, like, all of those things, man, like, they need to be transparent, but they need to be transparent to the point that, like, a network is willing to fire somebody to, to prove the point of, like, yo, you're not going to come on here the dude and do this civil bullshit. rights awards. I know. Dude, he's got a Rosa Parks award from, like, the 80s, dude. Like, 1988, Rosa Parks actually gave him a fucking award, and he was, he was standing next to Muhammad Ali... Like, he's got pictures of him and Jesse Jackson. He's got him and fucking pictures of the other one, Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. He's got pictures of him and Spike Lee. Uh, you know, it's the craziest thing, dude. And that's, and that's like you said, that's the biggest part of the problem, dude, is there's such a fucking spread of misinformation that the only way that you can ever correct the internet properly, dude, is that you would have to, you would have to take your regulations that you're doing now but actually do it to, to make it transparent, to, to make it that everybody can see the article, that everybody can, can read what's going on, that every, you know what I mean? Because that's a big part of the problem, dude, is that you literally have, you, you have this, this person saying this and this person saying this, and then you have this person's fact checker is saying this, and they're agreeing with them, and this person's fucking fact checker is saying their same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just, it's such complete horseshit right now. And that's, the, you know, the, the only way that you're going to fucking fix it, dude, is complete transparency. 
Number two, you have to you have to regulate the music back to where it was when we were growing up. You need to have that parental advisory. You need to in that listen. And parents want to listen to it in front of their kids. That's on them. That's you know what I mean. But but songs like WAP do not need to be that available to a ten year old. To me, that's just as bad as giving them crack. I don't necessarily think that should even be a top of the chart song. Like you said, dude, I mean, they didn't do it for Two Life Crew. They didn't do it for Big Daddy Kane. They didn't do it for Slick Rick. I mean, they didn't do it for Tupac. I mean, they didn't do it for any of these people. Don't start doing it now. You know what I mean? And especially over that, because people like Big Daddy Kane and Slick Rick and Tupac came with a message, and they came with something that was, like, very strong, and it meant something, and it went so completely under the fucking radar. Um... You know, like like the 1992 crime bill that Joe Biden fucking spoke about. Mm -hmm. He wrote it. Tupac has a song about it. And what happened to him? You know what I mean? And and what South Los Angeles turned into and what, what all of those, you know, South California turned into. Compton and all them places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and... and they weren't lying about it, you know what I mean? And NWA wasn't lying about the shit that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and because... People just didn't want them telling other people. Well, because we were being told on our media that that's what's going on, that these people were gangsters and they were thugs and they were doing this and doing that. And the reality of it is, is like, you know, dude, you started taking away fucking parents. You see, dude, black people have done worse since the 80s. Dude, like the first hundred years after slavery, dude, black people were at their best. They owned a lot of businesses, dude. They owned a lot of land. You have to remember, dude, that like the minute slavery ended, white people didn't know how to do shit. We didn't weld. We didn't build anything. Like, we didn't do anything, dude. We just bought slaves and had them do it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, you know, there, there was still some 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 laborers and shit, you know, some workers and whatnot, but the majority of it, dude, was all white people because of slavery. So that when slavery ended, dude, they literally, dude, they, they I mean, they had trade businesses, dude, they, I mean, they did concrete work, I mean, they did, did everything, dude, and... You know, so from that point, dude, they started being able to charge, and they started being, you know, and, and they had businesses, and they had land, and they had families, and, you know, everything was doing fine, and, and you know, in the 20s and shit, dude, you know, with the recession, you know, slavery really wasn't like, you know, uh, the the dads were still in the households, you know what I mean, um, kids were, were going to school, you know, they're, they're, you didn't have all of that stuff, man, and then, as like the end of the recession when they started doing like you know section 8 housing back in the recession it involved everybody and everybody involved everybody you know what I mean so all the kids would go down to the neighborhood that like to the neighbor's house that had a TV and they'd all go watch TV on Sunday mornings and you know so on and and the door was always open and nobody ever locked doors and and, Mm -hmm. you know and so then what happened was after that, that crime bill, dude, they started painting this societal picture that, like, all black people are thugs and they're gangsters. And then they literally only made available what the fashion was. And so whatever Tupac was wearing is what, what the fashion was. Whatever Biggie was wearing was what the fashion was. 
And so they literally painted them on the fucking media, dude. I mean, it's like these fucking, you know, complete animals, dude. And they weren't. They're just human beings in the same fucking struggles that the, the majority of us were in. Except you had you had the 92 crime bill, which literally locked any and every black person up that, that, that possibly could. You had Kamala Harris, who was... You know, if you were black and went in front of her, you were going to jail and you knew it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and California did it, you know, a big part of California did it was because of the forest fires. Yeah, they were denying them bail. Well, no, so you know that they actually make the prisoners go out and fight the fucking forest fires for like 20 cents a day. Well, I know, but they were denying them bail because they needed them to stay in to fight the fires. Mm. It fucking legalized slavery. Yeah. Give them a dollar a day. Here's the thing, dude. I'm telling you, man. I'm, you could you could literally fix this country in fucking seven days. You could fix this entire country and say, all you need is seven days. And on the seventh day, dude, we all fucking meet up and have a barbecue. It could be done. Number one, you go in there and you, and you fucking make them tell you everything. You make them open up everything. So from that point... Then you call up, you call up Russia and and China and all the rest of them. You say, "Hey, man, listen, whatever the fuck it is you guys are doing, man, by all means, we got enough fucking problems, man." So, you know, um, you just you be over there, we'll be over here, man. We'll be cool, we'll be cool. You know what I mean? And leave it just like that. And we literally we give Russia, Ukraine, let them fucking have it. Dude. We give Taiwan back to fucking China, we let them have it. And then we literally just start focusing right back on this fucking country. And we no longer involved over there. You know, we'll show up to NATO and we'll fucking, you know, smile and take some pictures and, you know, hey, everything is good. And leave it like that. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily take away the embargoes or anything like that. But, but you start developing, you know, you, you start developing the things that you're going to miss from Ukraine and, and from Taiwan. And you literally put it right back in this country. Yeah. So then you, you open factories, you open this, you open that out of you know, you could literally, but in seven days, you could literally put this fucking country right back on a course. We don't make, we make very, very, very little of our own medicine. COVID made that abundantly clear that we were buying a lot of it from China. A lot of it. Most, most of our, our medicine was coming from China. This is, and this is why I told you that it's a hydra. This thing is a hydra and it's so many fucking spots. That you literally do. We have the technology. We have it. And what we do is in the same sense, man. Once the books are open, dude, you're going to know everything. You're going to know all the secret deals behind pharmas. You're going to know everything. And so then from that point, you say, man, listen, Pfizer, um, I'm going to need you guys to go ahead and pack your shit. And, uh, you know, you're going to need to get the fuck out. And, and then you're going to turn around and you're going to say, hey, man. Who, who's, you know, who's really trying to help this country to fight our diseases and shit like that? Mm -hmm. And you get some people, you know, and, and you get a little panel and you say, hey, man, listen, this whole fucking building's yours, bro. Have fun. You know what I mean? Do what you need to do. Just make some shit happen. They'll make some shit happen. You know what I mean? They'll do it because, you, you know, the funding will be there because we'll no longer be fucking giving money here and there and all the rest of the place. You know what I mean? Because now here again, Ukraine's no longer a fucking problem. Taiwan's no longer a fucking problem. You know what I mean? All these places, you know, we pull our fucking troops out of all the embassies. 
We don't need any. We don't need any troops over over in the Middle East. We don't need any of them. No, we can pull all of them out. You know, we can take them out of Africa. We can, you know, hey man, listen, guys, if you need us to, please call. We'll we'll be there. We'll, whatever you need, we'll be there. It might take us a couple of days, but we'll be there. Yeah, you know it's I mean? gonna be days, not hours. No, listen, I mean, if you want to have a fucking Navy ship just kind of floating around with some airplanes that, like, if you need that phone call, you just need to fly some airplanes over top of it, you got to start setting the fucking precedent like the Jews do. The, the fucking, you know what I mean, like the Seven Day War. You know what the Seven Day War was? The Seven Day War was between the fucking Jews and 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 one one of the little countries in the Middle East. And so basically Palestinians. What, I think, I, I'm not sure which one it was, but yeah. So what happened was they literally they fired rockets in the fucking into Israel. They literally just launched fucking rockets yeah, into Gaza. Um, I don't know if no, I don't think they did it to Gaza. Like they like they they did it somewhere else. And um, so when they when the Jews found out what happened was, so they literally took four tanks, dude. They took four tanks and they flew them onto a mountain, and these these four tanks literally drove down and pointed square at this fucking village that they knew that was that that shot the rockets and literally just started unloading these four fucking tanks square down in this village dude now this village you had no way in and you know what i mean you only had like one way in one way out kind of thing dude and they blew that thing up immediately and they literally just the, the fucking tanks sat up there the war literally happened in seven days dude and the tank, the tanks happened on the sixth day. By the seventh day, they surrendered. They said, "We can't fucking do this anymore. Like you guys are completely." And they were just, and they were flying in fucking shells, dude. And they were literally just loading the tank and just fucking. <laughs> but that's how you, that's how you handle war, dude. You don't handle war in this like. You literally just go in there and you say, "Look, man." I, we don't need to do this. We can work this thing out. If you don't know how to be an adult about it, we're gonna have to go a different route. Japan, oh. Japan learned that lesson. Oh. And then everyone gets a boat. Then you buy everyone a boat. Not everybody a boat. Yeah, no, you buy every goddamn American. There's some, there's some dummies that that die. Don't know how to drive the boat, crash the boat. Then you gotta save the dummy. Well, maybe they'll learn how to drive a boat. I hope so. Look, man, you don't mean to tell me at some point if you looked outside and you're like, man, my goddamn big brother bought me a boat, man, that's nice. Why is he buying me a boat? Because for for the past however long you've been working, the government's been stealing your money, so now we're going to give it back. I just want the money. I don't want the boat. Okay, we're going to have the money back. Well, it would have to be the equivalent of what, you know what I mean? Like, you'd have to figure out a budget. You'd have to, you know, you'd have to say, like, everybody can have a, either an $18,000 boat or, you know, eighteen k in cash or whatever. Take that money. I mean, you could definitely work it out either way, but, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, once you, once you legalize marijuana, it's game over. Once you go on a federal level, dude, that money will fucking hand over fist. Hand over fist, your crime rates are going to drop tremendously. 
that's number one. Number two, everybody that gets out, man, you give them a fucking, you give them a joint, you give them a, a fucking a quarter, you give them a couple pre-rolls, you give them 200, you know, 300 bucks. You say, hey, man, listen, I'm, you know, really sorry, but, like, this is the best we could do for you, but we're going to give you some government assistance and shit we're going to get you in touch with. Some people, you know, we're going to get you a job, we're going to teach you, you know, put you in trade school, whatever, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And we'll work it out for you, you know what I mean? And so then at that point, that would at least, that would, you, the only way that you could really get this country is you'd have to put faith back into it. You'd have to put that sparkle it's back hard. in. It's hard. It's going to be hard. Well, but it's not, though, if you're transparent. If you're transparent, man, because at least at that point, you're like, okay, wait a minute. So, you know, this guy's a piece of shit, and this guy's a piece of shit. So, well, I don't want either one of them. Mm -hmm. And so you would say, you would, you the American people would be able to say, you know what, I don't, I don't like either one of these two, man. Can we, can we pick somebody else? And you say, yeah, man, absolutely, because we have all these other candidates, too. You know, and listen, if you guys don't like them, then we'll fucking, we'll find some more. You know, but it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be down to like a, a, a Republican party. You know, this it's a two party system, dude, and it's fucking broke. And it shouldn't be, dude, it, it was never supposed to be. No, well, it's, it's drifting and changed and, and. It's money, dude, it's all money. Corporate interest, yeah. It's all money. The fucking rich get richer and the, and the fucking poor get poorer. No, dude, that's all these that's all these fucking lockdowns are pretty much. Just a way to keep fucking They got a lot they got away with a lot of shit. They're still getting away with a lot of shit. And it's just all it's shown is how much they can get away with, how much people are willing to give in. Well because when you strike fear in people, dude, when you strike that much fear in the people, man, people don't know what to believe in. So they're naturally going to believe that if they get this thing, they're going to they're gonna just die. That's all there is to it. Their fucking skin is going to melt off and they're just going to die. Yeah, it's, like it's also, um, people are, they've made the decision. They've done everything because it's what they were told to do. They've gotten the vaccine. They're, they're planning on getting the booster. And they are almost pressured into um, making it seem like they're not wrong or they didn't make the wrong choice and they overcompensate. Listen, there, but there, ha there doesn't have to be a wrong choice, man. It's very simple. Hey, man, do you, do you want to get the vaccine? No, I'm good. Okay, man, cool. Um, if you ever want to, though, you know what I mean? I'll be more than happy to help you out and get it. And that's how it should have been left. The thought of the protected need protecting from the unprotected because the protected is protected and the unprotected is not. Is the whole thing is, is horseshit, dude. It's a big horseshit fucking, you know, and that's the thing, dude. It's like... Well, if you could guarantee that that would stop me from getting COVID, it would stop me from giving it to anyone, and it would, um, I mean, fuck the symptoms, if it would do all that, I would absolutely, if I knew for a fact that it was gonna, I was not gonna really get COVID, and that it would actually, um, at best it's mitigating symptoms, 
I mean, it, 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 it is helping, but... So did you actually know that more people have died from COVID with the vaccine than people that have not? Even though, even though the numbers are higher? Well, it's the fact they were able to convince people to, for whatever reason, try to socially pressure other people into it. Did you know that, that more people died from the, from the Spanish flu that were vaccinated than, than that were not? Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know... Here's the biggest question. This is the biggest question, and this is the only question that needs to be answered. How the fuck did a, did a virus that's been around since the 50s all of a sudden become deadly to humans? Nobody has ever had this, ever, ever, since we've known about it. And we've known about it since the 50s. I believe it was 1954 is when they patented it because they found it. Well, the... They, they had emails come out, uh, online publication called The Intercept. It was, it was, uh, The Intercept was actually started by Glenn Greenwald, the, the journalist that worked with Eric Snowden mm. to expose everything he found at while working at the NSA. Greenwald ended up leaving for creative differences or whatever, and he does like a sub-stack thing, and he's building his own platform again, um... They did a story on Fauci and the emails, and um, because Rand Paul is convinced that he knew the gain of function research was being done, because there's literally an email when they're asked, they're finding out about it, and they're it's 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 showing them going through everything to find out if they were involved, and they were involved. Right. And whether they were paying attention to it or not, it it's our funding. Right. It's our taxpayer money funded. Yeah, the Wuhan lab, I know. Um, I fucking love Rand Paul, dude. He's funny as shit. He's a little catty, but he... Have you seen... Did you see him talk about the, the fucking California? They spent like... like They spent like $2 million interviewing potheads. Mm-hmm. You know about the effects of like edibles and shit, and he he, he literally went to Congress and he was like, "What the fuck is your guys' problem?" <laughs> he said, "Why the fuck did we spend two million dollars?" He said, "Dude, all you had to do was give the guy a fucking joint, man. He just fucking told you everything." Mm-hmm. He said, "I don't understand why the fuck we spent two million. We're having a salary while you're doing the work." He said, "He said you didn't even get to the guy's eye." He said, that, "That's all they wanted." You gave money, and he turned around and bought weed with it. He said, why the fuck didn't you just give him the weed? Probably would have been cheaper. <laughs> but it's like, what the fuck? It's just making, you know what I mean? It's shit like that just makes no... Dude, people will be more than willing to talk to you, man, about whatever it is they're into if, if you ask them the right questions. Mm-hmm. You know? You go to a metal show, dude, and you start asking people about, you know, certain bands... If you bring up a different band, and and they know that like you're not full of shit, dude, they'll be more than happy to fucking you know what I mean. As long as they don't feel like you're mocking them, mm-hmm. pot are the same way. Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's it's definitely gotten way too much. It is 
definitely got way too much. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, we've been doing two and a half hours. Um, but uh, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, we'll go through this and have it up before the end of the weekend, but um, probably catch you again on Wednesday. Um, normal schedule. We might be doing Facebook live stream, but um, we got to make sure Aaron brings the goddamn stand this time. Um, yeah, Aaron, I know you're listening. Bring the stand. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, bring the stand, Aaron. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night, guys.